This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by David McDonald. How are you this week? Uh, good. We are uh, through a, a major show, finally. It feels like it took forever to get to a a, a, a show that means something. <laughs> um, not to say that the Junior Tag League didn't mean anything, but uh, it's good to have a nice big meaty singles match title defense show in front of us and um, I think overall it was a, a solid show. I don't think it was a world beat, beater. But again, it leads us to uh, the most important season of the year for us. No kids, not World Tag League. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom's right around the corner. Uh, and our year-end awards are right around the corner. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that shortly. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think everybody's geared up for this. I think everybody enjoyed the show. And uh, we'll get into it in just a moment. Yeah, I wanted to open up with a bit of fun here. So I tweeted this out earlier today. It was a, a massive picture that Hiromu Takahashi drew of the entire New Japan Pro Wrestling roster. And this is amazing. Like, this is the best picture I've seen for ages. And I was going through this picture and trying to figure out who everyone was and having a good laugh because this guy is just an artistic genius. And I really mean that. He's just captured the essence of each and every wrestler and exaggerated that for comedic effect, and it's brilliant. So I've sent you this picture, Damon, so you got it there in front of you. Let's I do. have a little walk around this picture and, and tell right. us what you're seeing and what you're enjoying. <clears throat> well, the first thing that stands out, uh, and again, Hiromo uh, does seem to, in the most wacky way, capture everyone of New Japan's roster. Um, and, and, and there is... He has trouble with arms. He definitely... He definitely uh, has trouble with proportion and arms, but so let's go away. And again, it's this is on. Uh, you, we can you can find this on our t- uh, Twitter feed. Um, so at the top left corner, uh, Kenny Omega with his straggly yellow hair and his 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 the noodle, his, hair. His, his noodle hair. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Uh, and then if I go to the right, is that? Uh, Who's that right next to him? Is that Chris Jericho with the chair? Yeah, I thought it was Jericho. Okay. And then below that is... Who the fuck's that? Well, I looked this up. I think that's the Katakana character for Pe, which I thought it might be Despe, like El Desperado. Ah. Because isn't that his Look nickname? You. Oh, my God. And then, again, I'm going, I'm going from uh, left to right on this, uh, up at the top. You got Takahashi... Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> wait, Peter's looking so, good. But she's 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 got a kid. She's got a she's got a caboose on her uh, that is pronounced. <laughs> that is wonderful. Uh, Marty Skrull, uh looking like a like a weathered pigeon uh, with his uh, uh, umbrella. Shingo there, I believe, right? Or is that Goto? No, uh, Goto. Goto, yeah. Okay, okay. Very top heavy. Then, yep. Abushi, who's got the abs, very uh very pronounced. And then uh is that uh, Kushida? Is that Kushida? 
yeah, I think it is Kushida with the sunglasses. Okay. I don't know about the yellow shorts though. Must be him. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with Kushida there. And then Yoshihashi with his staff. That That's a good one. Uh, is that Will Catboy? Yeah, Osprey. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm doing pretty good here. Tanahashi looks amazing. Tanahashi might the, the the detail in the jacket is is and the and the ring attire is is what makes this picture so great. Uh, Jay and White he's even done next... the bit with the, the you know the 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 way that Tanahashi's jacket is cut so that it shows off the IWGP Heavyweight Championship when he's wearing it. Uh, he's put a lot of thought and care into this. Right here's the thing: it's like the illustration is, it's good. And weird, like it's good and bad at the same time. But there are these little tiny little nuggets and little details in it that will make you be like, "Ah, oh, this is fucking great!" Ah, oh, David Finley with the little chub around the side. <laughs> oh, that is so great! Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, this is great. I mean, I don't think we can go through every single one of these, but uh, the whiskey. There's 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 Kanemaru with the whiskey. Right? Yeah, you, you uh, notice he's naked. He is naked. He's got rosy cheeks too. Yeah. Uh, does that mean he's because uh, he's uh, drunk? The paint a little bit. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, you, you've, you've gone past Ishimori, right? Ishimori with his ten pack. Oh, there's Ishimori. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, right next to uh, Shingo's David face Finley. is amazing. With, with, with oh, one eye, God, yeah. his right eye is all massive. <laughs> right. Right. And the missing teeth and the missing tooth. Do you see that? <clears throat> oh yep. my God. Yeah. I mean, th- this is worth. You could spend days. Just analyzing and looking over and and studying each of these. Cody Rhodes down the bottom <laughs> looks fantastic. Yeah, and can you see suit. to the right of Cody Rhodes, you've got a Rapongi 3K and tiny, tiny Rocky Romero. <laughs> yes. 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 And uh, who's that above t- Cody? Taguchi with the ass. <laughs> what is pronounced? Yeah, I first looked at that and I thought Taguchi had massive balls and then I realized that it was his ass. <laughs> yep, ass. And then just um, to Taguchi's left. Is that Honma? Yeah, it's Honma. <laughs> With his fake tan. <laughs> Who's the cowboy guy down the bottom? Is that Jim Ross? Yeah, I don't know either. I was really confused about that because he's got a six-pack guy. And I, I looked at it initially yeah, and I thought, oh, it's Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm, yeah, I'm scratching my head. If anyone knows, then help us out. Yeah, that's the only one I'm confused with. Right now, Trent Beretta's next to him. Um. Yeah, I don't know that. Is that is that juice? Is yes, that it's juice? juice. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Look at Zach. Look at Zach Saber Junior. Right above. <laughs> <laughs> right above Trent. the Tenzan. <laughs> He's a fucking pencil. Oh, yeah. This is this is tremendous. I mean, I can't believe. <clears throat> I not that I can't believe, but I was like, you know, if you're if you're sitting in your car or you're listening at work. And you're like, why are these guys go- talking about this picture? Just go there and and look at it because it will brighten your day. It is, it is legitimately funny, funny fucking shit. There, um, great, great job, Hiromo. That 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 made that actually did make my day. So uh, good, good job there. Uh, good job by you, Joel, too, to bring it to our attention. So and and again, you can find that on uh, go to our Twitter feed, and it's right there. And who who? I mean, it's Hiromo. So, but. Well, I guess I'd say who brought it to your attention, but it's Romo. He put it out on his social media, so that is. Yeah, I've seen a few people tweeting it out. Okay. All right, good. I mean, it, it, awesome. I love it. Uh, the, I, who's your favorite? Uh, Honma, 
As, as soon as I saw that one, this, this tiny little like nut brown man, I just I lost it. I, I'm I'm going Zach. Zach the skinny, fucking pencil thin Zach Saber Jr. is my is my favorite one. Absolutely. And he got the face shape. He got the cheekbones and the jaw and everything. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's. Not the best illustration, don't get me wrong, but it's just the, the, the detail. The, what he decided to focus on as the detail uh, is what makes these this illustration. Um, Takahashi, great. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a win. This is a fucking solid win. Everybody should take a look at this and um, absolutely dig on this. It's good stuff. Nice positive start to the show. Let's uh, dig into a few of the news items before we get to Power Struggle. Uh, first one is... The first names for the Baba Memorial Show are out. And we've got some very big names indeed. We've got Hiroshi Tanahashi, Naomichi Marafuji, Kento Miyahara, Daisuke Sekimoto, and Jun Akiyama. What do you think of that? I mean, those are names, right? Those are the names we wanted. They're, they're, they're sexy names. Um, that's going to be a good fun show. They're all going to be on a tag team together. Yeah, that's, right? yeah, that's, that's one team, saying. isn't it? And you're right. going to see them in the ring for like 30 seconds each. Okay, you know, listen, if we want to, you know, there's a, a half empty and a half full way to look at it, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I think, look, we can dream and we could be uh, hoping and we could be kids on Christmas Eve hoping Santa, Father Christmas, uh, delivers the goods. Uh, or we could be a little realistic and say, okay. You know, we're probably looking at a bunch of tags. But look, at le- at the very least, they're not like sending over their B or C level people. I mean, they're sending over big names for this show, which is uh, at least we got a fucking chance at this point, right? You know, if they're if they're sending over, and no, no offense, but if they're sending over, you know, fucking uh, Makabe and uh, you know, I don't, we'll just say Honma, um, you know. It'd be a little bit disappointing, but we're sending over each promotion is sending over big guns. So, look, we at least we have a chance. I, I doubt we'll see it, but uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's uh, let's pray to the wrestling gods, and maybe this will we'll be able to pull this one off. Next item is rumors. I think this is in Wrestling Observer newsletter. Rumors of New Japan making big money offers to WWE talent. So, is Nakamura coming home? I said this before. I said that they, that I had heard already, like a, a months ago, that they were already wanting to at least. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to say that there was any contract tampering going on, but you know, I know that there they, there were at least phone calls and conversations and feelers and 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 all that that was already made. Uh, and again, the two names that I heard was him, um, and and I. And I had it under pretty a good name that you know, and I don't know if it's happening or not, but I know that they they they've made a, a at least a, an inquiry for Punk, right? Now he may have just said "fuck you," no, I'm not doing it, but I know that 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 there was interest in in at least the wrestling side of it, right? So, no, that doesn't surprise me at all. And let me let me ask you this: Would you welcome him back with open arms, Nakamura? Yeah, absolutely. I think he'd be great. Um, huge buzz. And I, I can't see any negatives for it. It'd be excellent for him. He can actually go back to having good matches instead of punching people in the dick. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's... I don't think... Look, I, I think the big the big drawback would be, and, and people people's issue would be, well, you're not getting the Nakamura of five years ago, 
Okay. Um, but I don't think we're getting the, here's the thing. I don't think we're getting the Nakamura five years ago, but I don't think we're getting the Nakamura of, of two months ago <laughs> either, right? <laughs> that, so so I think I think if we could find a, a medium ground there that where I don't have to watch a guy, you know, who who I know is super talented and can be very talented and put on some of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Uh, and, you know, between that and the guy who, you know, is basically the WWE's version of Yano at this point. So, no, I, I, I would, I'm all in for that. And, and again, I think the buzz, you want to talk about buzz, I think that would be, that would be tremendous buzz and, and exactly what a, a, a nice little kick in the pants that New Japan could use. Absolutely. And if nothing else, I want the uh, amazing Wrestle Kingdom entrances back with the crown or, or the strippers or a, any other of the stuff he's done because, um, you know, we're not going to get a parade of strippers escorting him to the ring at WrestleMania, that's for sure. No. What is this contract situation like? Do, do, do oh, no, it was strippers, was it? It was pole dancers. Pole dancers. Sorry, what was the question? Please. When's his contract up? <laughs> yeah, when's his contract up? Uh, I think it was February, although I could be wrong. I'd, I'd have to look that up. Okay. I mean, would you say... Uh, and again, I don't want this to be a, a WWE-centric podcast. This is not Shake Them Ropes. Uh, but would you consider his run, all things considered, all things considered, would you consider his run in WWE a success? Depends what metric you are judging it by. If you're looking for match quality, then no. He peaked with his first, very first match he had in NXT with Sami Zayn, which... I know a lot of people have pointed out that it was almost like a move-for-move copy of the Ibushi uh, Wrestle Kingdom 9 match. But putting that to one side, uh, it just basically went downhill from there. And so in terms of match quality, no. you know We had the AJ Styles match at WrestleMania that everyone was looking forward to that I thought was just a match. Like the kind of match you'd expect to see on a, a SmackDown. And you'd be like, oh, that was okay. Not for their flagship show the whole year. But, you know, if you were to ask Nakamura himself, has it been a success? He would be probably looking at his bank balance and saying, yeah. yes, it has been. Thank you very much indeed. Mm. Yeah. And, and again, <clears throat> more people know his name than he did before. That's for sure. Um, he, I'm going to say it was a, a success in in a very controlled environment right so it in 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 the whole grand scheme of pro wrestling right i think that his value and his stock toward people who watch a lot of pro wrestling probably dropped right but his overall stock as a pro wrestler probably went up not probably it went up right here's here's the, really the bottom line is that for and, and historically, it's always been the other way around, where uh, WWE would use the work that another promotion did uh, and kind of capitalize on that and then take it to a next level. Whereas it, it, it kind of feels like in this case where New Japan is going to take advantage of the WWE machine of making him more of a star. Like, I feel like the New Japan audience already feels of him as a star. He went to WWE became a, a bigger international star, which which then puts him on a, a another level when it comes to New Japan fandom, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and 
also I think it was good the fact that him being signed with the WWE meant a lot more people went and looked at his body of work for New Japan Pro Wrestling, myself included. So, uh, you know, people going to watch the match with AJ Styles or watch the match with Ibushi where otherwise they might not have done. I agree, uh, 100%. Now, again, I, nothing is set in stone. Nothing is concrete. Rumors, rumors about, but uh, it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one that, it's, it's trust me, it's not the first time I've heard it. And uh, I would say it's, what do you think? Give me a percentage in your in your gut, in your belly. Where, uh, where do you think that falls? What do you think the percentages of that happening? I would say about 30%, I think. The money might well actually I was going to say the money, but from what I understand, New Japan are offering him the same amount that WWE offering, but just with yeah. fewer dates. So, you know what? I'm 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 going to flip it. I'm going to say seventy percent that he joins New Japan. Nice. I was going sixty out of the gate. I was going sixty out of the gate. Um, I think it's better than half. I really do. Um, here's the thing too. He's got a family. It's not just him in an apartment. Right, he's got a family, uh, so there's there's more consideration there. Maybe they're homesick. Maybe they're like, Dad, I want to go to fuck home. Fuck this Florida shit Ugh, for the birds. I had to live through two hurricanes. And garbage. Uh, so maybe maybe that that's the case. So there's other things. Maybe he's homesick. Right? Uh, who knows? But uh, I think if it's the sa- listen, if it's the same money, he's already done. What he's gonna do in WWE, right? What else is he gonna do in WWE? He's already a star. He's already made his he made his mark. Go home, make more money, less dates, safer style. <laughs> um, you know, it's a good thing. I sixty percent. I'm going with. Okay, uh, let's move to another US promotion. Let's talk about Ring of Honor, uh, who have uh, they had their taping TV t- uh, last night in Pittsburgh. So apparently, if you don't want to hear spoilers, then Put your fingers in your ears. Uh, this is what was confirmed for Final Battle. So I'll just read out the card for you. You tell me your thoughts on it. Is it something you'd be interested in watching? For the ROH World title, we've got Jay Lethal versus Cody. For the ROH World TV title, Jeff Cobb versus Adam Page. Ladder War 7, SCU versus the Briscoes versus the Young Bucks. Submission War, Jonathan Gresham versus Zack Sabre Jr. Christopher Daniels versus Marty Skull. And the uh, Women of Honor title. It'll be a four-corner survival match with Sumi Sakai against uh, some people who have not been announced yet. But uh, anything there... That's not, a bad, right. that's not a bad lineup. That's not a bad lineup. You know the tables match will be fucking ridiculous, right? You know that'll be crazy. Uh, uh, you know they always seem to do incredibly innovative spots in that position. So we could check that box. That it should be good. Uh, the submission match. That's that's an interesting match. I think that's on paper. Yeah, that's the fun. one that caught my eye. I think that'll be really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Cody against was it Cody against Jay? Is it you say? That's right. I think that'll be good. I do. I really do. I think that'll be good. Because here's the thing. They're, they're both really solid pro wrestlers. They really are. Um, and, I, and and in that environment, I think they could pull, pull, pull off something good. Right? I think Jade Lethal is very good. I think that'd be good. I mean, it's, again, it's not a sexy matchup for me, right? It's not something where it's like, ooh, I've, I feel something, uh, I feel the blood flow. I mean, I mean, it's not the happening, right? But if you look at it objectively, it's going to be a good, solid match. Uh, Jeff Cobb and who now? Uh, Jeff Cobb against Hangman Page. 
That should be pretty good, too. Right? All things considered, that should be pretty good, too. That's not a bad show. That's not a bad show. You know, now listen, if they're charging 40 bucks, they can get straight up the street. But, you know, I guess you get that uh, honor club thing and everything's streaming. That's something I would, I, I would, I would check the one. Is that show final battle? You said, yeah, final the, battle. The, I'll, I'll have to look that up. But certainly, it's, like it's the sort of thing. If the matches do go up in uh, New Japan Worlds at some point, then I'll definitely give them a watch. Yeah, that's not a bad show. I mean, that's that. I mean, all things considered, and we all know the struggles that you know everybody says Ring of Honor is having when it comes to talent and keeping talent and and. And who is their top talent? That's not a bad. That's not a bad show. I'll take that. That that that's good. That that's something worth watching. So good final battle there. I'll take December fourteenth in Hammerstein <laughs> Ballroom. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, I was at one. What was which one was I at? I was at uh Oh, it was uh, Osprey and Jay White, and was that the same one? I don't know. It was at Hammerstein. And I I didn't stay for the main event because it was a Cody and I think it was Christopher Daniels. I was like, I'm, I I gotta I gotta catch a fucking train. I'm out of here. Um, so yeah, I I've been to a final battle before. Good show. All right, good stuff. Good job, Ring of Honor. Uh, sticking with Ring of Honor, I'm hearing that Adam Page turned down an ROH contract offer, and he also did an interview several weeks ago saying he also turned down a WWE offer. So what do you think could be in future for young Adam Page? Uh, it's my understanding that WWE really wants that Adam Page. Um, I don't, I mean, it, I wouldn't believe anything too religiously when it comes to any of those guys right now. I'm sure we're going to hear so many rumors and so many tales and some of it is going to be you know, bargaining and positioning and, and you know, trying to up their stock to the other company. Um, and it might be, you know, uh, the, uh, the the new magical promotion that's supposedly being generated out of uh, some millionaire mark, money mark. <laughs> you know, I, I, again, we don't know. I don't think Dave knows. I know. I and I think we're going to hear a lot of rumors right now. It's like with any sport, you know. Again, I got, I'm living one right now for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs and William Nylander, uh, who is a good hockey player, solid hockey player, who is holding out this contract. He hasn't re- didn't report to training camp. We're a month into the season, still hasn't signed. And again, every every day you see trade rumors and. You know, bridge deal contracts and all kinds of stuff where it's like, you know, nobody knows shit besides the people with the Maple Leafs and the peop- and, and William Nylander's people. Uh, <clears throat> everything else is just fucking speculation, and we're going to hear a lot of it. Um, take everything with a grain of salt and use your, use your better judgment because it is the world, the wacky and wild world of pro wrestling. Now, of course, I'm biased, but I would think it would behoove... Adam Page to stay with New Japan because they obviously see a lot in him because they gave him that final spot in the G1 which they could have easily given to someone else like a Tai Chi they gave him clean singles wins in that G1 over Makabe and Suzuki which they don't give to everybody and it seems that the crowd were really getting behind him in that G1 and I think he could be 
uh, have a really bright future in New Japan as the next big uh, gaijin babyface. So if he does stick around with New Japan, I think it could be a very exciting year for him. I agree. Uh, on the flip side, if he went to NXT, do you think he would get the same type of opportunities um, there? At, with, let's be truthful here, what feels like every one of the people that he's ever worked with in his entire life, aside from the Bucks of Kenny Omega and, you know, and Morty Skrull, and who knows what's going to happen there, right? It's like, I, 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 I don't think people can discount the fact that every one of, like, like a guy like Matt Riddle, Right, Matt Riddle could go to, to New Japan, and again, let's let's take all the other wacky stuff aside, you know, with the weed and whatever else. He could go to New Japan, or he could go with every one of the guys that he's worked with for the past five years, who's sitting in NXT, and 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 can have great matches on and and be a bigger star on a worldwide on a worldwide scale. Which one are you doing? It's a totally different beast because when you go to NXT, you get your creative fulfillment. You get to have the the brilliant matches that Dave Meltzer is going to rave about and the satisfying story arcs that make sense and are paid off in a satisfying way. But then as soon as you get to the main roster, then it's just the absolute grind, isn't it? You're, everything that made your character special is stripped away and then you're just on the roads constantly. Your body's breaking down. The matches aren't so good and people stop appreciating you. So it's just depending on what you want, you know, is the money worth uh, going through that absolute grind that is the case on the main roster of WWE? Okay. but, but And again, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here kids so let's don't everybody get all you know out of whack um nxt like new japan right now and nxt to me are comparable like you i and right now as we sit here today it's hard for me to compare from a business perspective uh, and even an operations perspective, New Japan to WWE, it's hard to do, right? It's they're one's way up there, and the other one is is doing well, but um, you know, a distance away. Um, I, I I just see again. I don't want people to leave to go to NXT, but I can't blame a guy raised in. In, in the United States to look at that and see all his friends there and, and be there and be like, okay, I might do this for a year or two. And then if, if I get the, the phone call, we'll figure it out from there. I don't know. Um, I would listen for my personal interest. I would love to see Adam page stay with new Japan, but I can't sit here and say that that's, you know, that the thought doesn't go through his mind of uh, everybody I ever fucking worked with for the past five years is there and they're all having, seem to be enjoying it and having a good time and making money and doing what they got to do. You know, this is the decision he's going to have to make. Yeah. A lot of people on both sides uh, got some tough decisions to make in the coming months. Okay. Well, let's move on to this uh, power struggle then. And, just quickly touch on the road to power struggle because there are a few shows that uh, we didn't get to talk about last time. Uh, nothing 
particularly to write home about, apart from a really good uh, Shingo match that, uh, who was it? Was it Shingo and Bushi against um, Ayato, Yoshida and Taguchi? Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, nice, right? To me, Shingo is, is a star, man. Like he, above anybody else in this tournament to me, he, he, he shined like, like, and, and it helps to be in a major, and and maybe I put that in air quotes, Japanese wrestling promotion, right? But you're at, but no one can, can dispute or no one can, can hand wave the fact that for a long time, Dragon Gate was the number two promotion in that country and arguably put on some of the best matches in pro wrestling, right? And he was front and center in that. He just came across as so polished and so, I don't know, there was just a, a, just an aura about him that felt like he was the star of the show. Um, to me... And I, and I know that you had talked about this before, Joel, that how Ishimori is the guy that you wanted to see at Wrestle Kingdom for the junior title. To me, I really think they should put that on Shingo, man. He is just, I don't know, he's got that, he's got an aura and he's got a presence that really speaks to me. Um, and, and I would love to see him at the, in that Wrestle Kingdom spot and not buried in a six-man tag. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of questions are going to be coming up over the placement of the various LIJ guys on Wrestle Kingdom. But uh, before we get there, I just want to raise something that was mentioned by Rich Kreich on the, the Slack group. And let me frame it to you as a question. Do you think New Japan giving access to all of their shows might be a negative? Like we're getting all these single hard cam shows where basically cookie cutter matches, let's be honest, for m- most of this Super Junior yeah. Tag Tournament. They're all pretty similar. Um, so the, the points were here that it brings down the average. Uh, something that was always said about All Japan and its prime, we consume only the goods, mostly. Now, sites like us feel obligated to cover each show, but some are like house show-level phone-ins in random towns. It brings down the special factor, too. Having access to everything so easily doesn't make it fun or unique. So do you think he's got a point there? Absolutely correct. I said this before. Um, we see... You know, the, the the idea of New Japan World, you know, on paper is tremendous. You have access to every show, just about every show. I mean, uh, some of it is on tape delay with, you know, some of the more remote, like, junior shows. But by and large, everything is available to you and live and ready to go. Uh, you didn't have that before. Um, you had the power of editing <laughs> to get rid of shit that maybe you didn't want it want to be seen, or you had the the, the power to kind of steer a, a narrative or direction through the the power of editing. Um, yeah, seeing everything does. I don't want to say water it down, but yeah, I mean, it was. Seeing a, new, especially for a person like me, anyway, it, it it does. Seeing a New Japan show was somewhat special in the sense of you didn't, you weren't able to turn it on and and watch from the comfort of your couch every single show. Um, on the flip side, how fucking awesome is it that I can sit on my couch and turn on every single New Japan show? Um, 
I guess if you go into it with some level of, of expectation, and I know that's sometimes hard to do, but uh, obviously you can't expect the same type of quality from the G1 as you would to a Row 2 show. Um, but it does. It does. It Here's what it is. It's a grind. It's, it, 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 sometimes it's a grind. Like, these junior shows, while every... Every tag match was was good. They all were it felt like you were watching the same shit over and over and over again. And when things don't stand out and when things aren't special, that's where you kind of lose your your gusto to sit down in front of the couch. And if you have multiple options to be like, okay, I got to catch the show, and I know what it's going to be—a three-star tag match in the middle of nowhere. Okay, let me just grind it out and do it. And that's not fun. That's not fun. So I think Rich has a valid point. But uh, on the flip side, I wouldn't change that because I just find it amazing that I can just pop on my TV and watch New Japan Pro Wrestling from my couch. Yeah, there was nothing bad about this Super Junior Tag League. It was just a slight disappointment to me that I don't think we got any matches that went above four stars. Apart from the opening night and maybe one or two in the Karakuen shows, Everything else, like you said, was the gentleman's three. And, you know, have we got reason to feel aggrieved by that? Or was that something you always expected? Um, it would be nice, but, it, you know, it's. It, I can't say it's never not been that way, right? So, and, and, again, it's not like all Japan back in the 90s didn't do house shows. And I remember Steve Carino even sharing a story where it was, you know, what, what was it called? Uh, like the red light show or a non-red light show, meaning the cameras weren't on. So take it fucking easy, right? We're going to, we're going <clears> to, <throat> we're going to not necessarily go through the motions, but we're not, this is not a TV show. So there's really no need to kill ourselves. Um, and I think it's smart. And I think it's, you know, it's, it, you know, from a from a healthy perspective, from a you know maintaining your health, you can't go ninety miles an hour on a road two show. It's not smart. Um, good. I, I I just feel like it's it's I'll, I'll take the I'll take the the access to it, knowing full well that it is what it is. Well, speaking strictly from a business point of view, the Road to Power Struggle Tour drew surprisingly well. Um, this information was coming up from uh, Jojo Remy, who did a lot of work digging into around to the numbers and was discussed on the flagship as well. So the numbers are pretty good without the champion, Omega, and without Naito advertised. So there's a lot of evidence, even this early on, that Shingo is making a big difference because... Jojo Remy pointed out on the Slack chat there are massive spikes in internet searches for Shingo at various key points. So, for example, the X vignettes uh, in the casino and the final reveal in King of Pro Wrestling. So he went into the numbers a bit more and made the point that a lot of people do focus on the Karakawa numbers um, for good reason, but the numbers in the smaller cities could be a better metric for this sort of stuff. So, for example... The Nagano Athletic Park Gymnasium that they ran last Wednesday got 1,414 people in attendance. Now, during last year's Best of the Super Juniors, on a Friday, they drew only 913 in the same building for a show that had Dragon Lee versus Osprey, but also featured Naito in the main event eight-man tag. So 
what do you think about this? The increased numbers, that's an extra 500 tickets. Do you think it's just the product is hotter or do you think Shingo is playing a role in these extra tickets that have been sold? I think it's both. I think, I think, I think, you know, I, I, I can't think that the work that they put in throughout the year and years to help those extra bodies, you know, roll in and, and, and fill the building. I can't say that didn't have a factor in it, but you know, you kind of, we all like to put the crown on, on guys who do pop the numbers. Right. And if that's Shingo, then that's Shingo. Right. If he's, if he's the, the, the top dog, the main event in that building for that night and 500 extra people showed up, I'm sure he's pumping his chest a little bit, (laughs) you know, saying, well, he wasn't actually the main event was Rocky Romero and Okada against Gato and Jay White. And for the tag league match, there was only one tag league match, which was uh, Soberano and Volador against Robbie Eagles and Taiji Ishimori. Wow. I mean, is that... Can you imagine that being the the, the reason for 500 extra people showing up? I can't. <laughs> can you? No, right, well, that's what I was confused about because obviously... Uh, Shingo was on the cards. I'm just scrolling through it. So uh, he was he was actually the second match. It was Shingo and Bushi yeah. against Ren Narita and Shota Umino. Yeah, so, it's not, you know. But again, that's just a big jump in numbers, isn't it? And I'm, there's not enough data to really isolate the different factors and say conclusively who is making the difference. But I just wanted to get your You know what, though? It that. could be something as stupid as the weather, right? It could be something as stupid. Like, what was the weather that day? Was it pouring? Was it f- fucking chucking down rain or was it a nice day uh what you know what day of the week was it uh what i mean i i 500 is a significant number Uh, but you know what's what what is on top in that show i can't i can't imagine that particular show being that sexy that 500 other people were like yeah let's go uh clearly gato that's what the people want to see (laughs) I guess, I, I mean, but you, uh, to me, just trying to look at it with all the data points that you gave. To me, that's the that's the work of the of the promotion as a whole, right? Um, because there's really, to me, there's nothing sexy that's drawing in an extra five hundred people in a talent again. Five hundred people in you know the in, um. You know, Corkin may, might be a bad building, but your uh, Yogi National, whatever it is, you know, five hundred people. Okay, in Tokyo, this is five hundred people in a small town. Well, I think it's a little bit more significant. I don't know. Uh, again, I, I'm I'm going to put my hat on the fact that the promotion is is constantly building, and and I saw numbers and 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 financials that help support that. So um, I'm going to say it's the it's the job of the promotion as a whole. Okay, well, let's uh, get into this power struggle show uh, from Saturday, November the 3rd at the Osaka Prefectural Gym, the Edion Arena in Osaka. So we'll open up with a question here from, well, a few questions. Ben says, was the Lanny Poffo to Chucky e. T switch the greatest card subject to change moment in New Japan history? Uh, Emilio says, how glad, how glad are we that Poffo didn't call the power struggle show? Um, personally, Damon, I did notice Chucky kept saying front chancery, and I was wondering if that was a little rib towards Poffo. So, uh, what were your thoughts on Chucky T's commentary work? Um, I mean, great, 
fantastic a a a huge improvement over what you know the bottom of the barrel that we got with Lanny and uh hopefully that I mean here's the thing he's I, I, and I know I sent you a screenshot of it according to Kevin Kelly Lanny is back for World Tag League How you feel about that The context of that tweet was really funny because it was someone who was criticizing Poffo saying oh thank god that he's not going to be on any more shows and then Kevin Kelly replied to that saying no actually he's going to be on the World Tag League like no attempt to defend his colleague or anything like that it's just well, like no, he is going to be there which i thought <clears throat> yeah how do you defend that i mean i mean imagine i look it's hard enough doing a podcast with me regardless imagine doing imagine just replace me with lanny poffo and knowing that every show you got to go in and 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 try to fucking salvage a podcast with lanny poffo Oh, I would have nightmares. Kevin Kelly would probably sleep. It probably tosses and turns in his hotel room in Tokyo. He's probably texting his wife late at night, being like, "I can't do this. I gotta go home. I'm having a panic attack," because he knows what kind of work he has cut out for him with Lanny Poffo. Uh, look, I I hope. And and here's the thing too. Somebody was banging on us, like, "Well, why are you spending twenty minutes talking about Lanny Poffo?" When it, when it's just an experiment and he's not coming back, well, guess what? Guess what? He's coming back. Um, and and any look, there's it's it. We've done it. We we did fifteen on it. I know other podcasts have done plenty of time. I know the the post uh, wrestling guys they spent some time on it. I know the flagship Joe and Rich. They probably had a fucking field day on it. I've yet to listen to it, but I certainly will because I'm sure that they, they literally had a carnival just, just, just talking about some of the nonsense that was coming out of his mouth. Uh, it's it's an embarrassment. It really is. Uh, it's not a positive. I'm hoping that they come to their senses and say, you know what? Thanks for coming. You're a nice dude, but we're going to keep you home this time, and we'll we'll work with the talent we got. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm hoping that they come to their senses. Damon, I, I, I apologize, but you've touched on a raw nerve there, and that's misuse of the word literally. They weren't literally oh. having a carnival. That would mean like on uh, their show yeah. that they brought in the fairground rides and the jugglers and all that stuff. They didn't? They didn't bring it in? I don't know they why. Didn't bring they didn't bring it in? <laughs> they, they, there were no balloons? Maybe they should have. No cotton candy? No candy floss. They figuratively, they figuratively had a carnival. I can't let that oh, go. That's just that's my teacher, teacher genes coming through. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I, I did use it incorrectly. My bad. And I'm sure everybody. That's 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 a um, that literally is a that's uh, a demonism. Me using literally wrong. So all right, fuck me. I, I'll take the L. Uh, and and I right. tell you what, if I if I didn't if I didn't pick that up, Damon, then someone else would have done. You can guarantee I'd have about five that's Twitter comments and hey, misuse the word literally. <laughs> you sound like the Wicked Witch of the West there. <laughs> hey! I am Hardy. All right. I meet Jeff Hardy. All right. Uh, oh, speaking of which, right? Speaking uh, of which, oh. I like that Chucky e. T did reference his team with Kenny Omega, the men of low moral fiber, which, of course, is a reference to one of my favorite video games of all time, um, The Secret of Monkey Island, which is brilliant, and everyone should play it at least once. It's hilarious. Um, but also, what I picked up at the end of the show, I don't know if you noticed this as well, but I think this was after Kevin Kelly thought they'd gone off the air. Because Kevin Kelly said, 
to Chucky, hey man, listen, when you decide you don't want to wrestle anymore, please let me know because you're awesome. Oh, that's nice. Kevin Kelly's such a nice guy. I, I wish I wish I could be more like Kevin Kelly. Uh, that's good. Uh, they have talent there that can that can do it. I don't understand the, the purpose of or the need to flying them in. We 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 we've beaten the, the horse to death, but um, we've literally beaten a horse to death, Joel. We have a horse outside my out my lawn right now. We're we're just pounding it. We're just beating it with a bat. Um, but they have the talent: Rocky, Chucky T, uh, you know Mavs now. Who again? We who's a fan of the show? Come to find out. Come to find out. Uh, hi Mavs. Uh, but they have plenty of talent that can that can. Take care of the English side. We don't need to bring in Lanny anymore. That's that. I think that's the exclamation point uh, on that. Okay, well, let's talk about some of the matches then. The first match was a tag match with the team of Tohinare, ACH, Chris Sabin, and Ryusuke Taguchi defeating the team of Soberano Jr., Volador Jr., Tiger Mask, and Jushin Thunder Liger, which lasted six minutes and 10 seconds with Taguchi pinning Soberano Jr. after a double team dodon so fine opener uh, i like hinare's new haircut he's got like the jonah lomu look going on he looks really scary like like goro from mortal Kombat, but with only two arms instead of four uh so we got our comedy stuff here we got the comedy spots with the rugby ball with the rugby world cup obviously taking place in japan crowd were really really hot for liger and now that i mentioned liger <laughs> i'm sorry to talk about poffer again but did you catch the bit where he didn't know if that was the same person that had been in the mask for 30 years Lanny, yeah, I did. Uh, so I, I can't believe we're going back to Lanny. All right, let's because here's the thing: it's just so amazingly awful that how can you not? It's just so funny. Uh, yeah, how can yeah? Is that the same guy? Um, also, again, we, we're never... coming up to the the thirtieth anniversary of Liger, which yeah. they mentioned. Because the reason I bring that up is because on the Eggshells podcast, uh, I believe next Friday you're going to hear the episode with me on it when I was talking about Wrestle oh. Kingdom 3, which was Liger's mm-hmm. 20th anniversary at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, so, interesting, he's lasted so long. I wonder if they've got anything planned for his 30, 30th year anniversary at the Dome uh, on January 4th. And also another thing I wanted to mention, which uh, a video I sent you, that Ryusuke Taguchi is legitimately funny. He's funnier out the ring than he is in it, because I sent you that little YouTube that... video of him doing a, yep. a, a little preview of Power Struggle. And what, what are your thoughts on that, Damon? Um, first of all, I'm getting I'm getting scampy updates as I'm doing the show. <laughs> um, the, the, that Taguchi, you know what? Here's the thing: we got some funny fuckers at New Japan. I. First, again, we talked about that illustration. Awesome. You got to go, uh, and again, I'm not one of these guys that goes, you know, watching all the little side stuff that New Japan produces, right? These little vignettes, these little uh, videos, these little montages, whatever you want to call it. That's Muggins' job over here. That's what I do. And I just <laughs> send you the good it. shit. <laughs> he does. He really does filter out the, the, the shit and gets me the good stuff. But here's the thing. You hit a home run every fucking time. Like, when you send shit over, how many times do I say, oh, what the fuck is this? Right? Hardly. Only when, it, when, that's, the, when that's the reaction you want to uh, uh, get out of me. Right? Uh, you know how to push my buttons. So he sends over this, the video with Taguchi, who, who talks about... Um, uh, what is he talking about? He's talking about... 
Oh, uh, power struggle. He's, he's, he's giving predictions on power struggle and such. And it is, without question, some of the just the driest, funniest, just offbeat takes uh, where, where he's actually cracking up the, the camera crew uh, and, the rec- and, the, and the production crew while there. Unbelievably great. Unbelievably funny. Um, and unbelievably uh, sarcastic comments from Taguchi in this video. Yeah, definitely worth going out of your way to see. So the match itself, I thought it was quite interesting that Soberano took the fall and not Liger. So uh, that was something I was sort of going back and forth over when I was doing the uh, preview for Voices of Wrestling website because Liger had been taking all the falls for his team. Soberano had been taking all the falls for his team. And I thought Liger might just say, yeah, I'll, I'll take this one, kid. But no, Soberano definitely bottom of the pecking order as far as these four guys go. Um, we had a question from John, a listener, the, the guy with a tarantula on his head. Madman, uh, do you feel ACH would be a good fit for uh, full time in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Would he freshen up the junior heavyweight division? So, can you take that one, please? And your thoughts on this tag match overall? Uh, tag match was um, a good sprint, six minutes, uh, nothing to be offended with. Comedy, um, good action, good opener. Not surprised at who took the fall because I think a lot of people were down on him. Um, I, all the comments I've heard is like he was, you know, they were. Kind of uh, shaky on him to begin with, so him taking the fall. Um, I don't know if he'll be brought back, so no harm, no foul there. Uh, let's see here. So that was fine. What was the other question? I'm sorry. Oh, oh, ACH. ACH, yes, we say it all the time. Every t- Listen, every time he's brought in, every single time, we say the same thing. Why is it just keep, bring him on full time? Uh I mean, I'm spending their money saying that, but and maybe he doesn't want to come here full time. I who knows, but he is a talented guy. He is, uh, ex- yeah, he can jumpstart uh, a junior that doesn't really need a jumpstart, but um, can add another element. I would hate to see him just be a middle of the road, middle of the card junior. But yes, he's talented and he should get an opportunity. And I don't know why. I can't answer that. So I mean. But yeah, we say that every fucking time. And, and 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 here's the thing: you don't hear it throughout the year, except during the junior time when they bring him back, and it's like, oh, what the fuck? Why is this guy doesn't? Why he's too? Well, some you know, sometimes it just be that way. I think we should get Andrew Rich to make us a musical stinger, talking about why doesn't ACH join New Japan full time? <laughs> right. All right. Let's talk I mean, about this. <laughs> this yeah, I mean, that, that it, it is. It's become a re- reoccurring bit because it's we get the, we. And again, I'm not. I'm not ripping on the question. It's more of it's. Yeah, we agree, and we don't. We don't have an answer, but we hear it every time. And take the tarantula off your head, John. They're dangerous. Second match, uh, we had the team of Tamatonga Tangela and Robbie Eagles defeating Togi Makabe, Tomaki Honma, and Kushida with Tamatonga pinning Kushida after seven minutes following a gun stun after Kushida was attacked by Taichi Ishimori and his crutches. So quite a few things going on. Oh, so friend of the show, Tamatonga. Let's deal with that particular hot potato first. Tamatonga, who thinks we're so good that he unblocked us. So there must have been a, a process where he looked at our work or, or the Twitter, or maybe listened to the podcast and thought, you know what, these guys are really good. I'm going to unblock them because there's plenty of other people that he's blocked who are still blocked, but not the Super J cast, Damon. There you go. See, here's the thing. As, as dopey as we are, 
and is how and is how many uh, people we have that just love to fucking lay the boots to us. We do have a pretty massive audience, right? We have a lot of ears, so you know it could be something as simple as, "Hey, you know what? Let me get in their good graces." You know what? They they could they could do us more help than 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 harm uh, by befriending, and and maybe he's a fan. Uh, I hope so, because uh, look, I think. Or maybe uh, he just heard us ragging on Kenny Omega and thought, <laughs> "Yeah, these guys are cool." <laughs> maybe, maybe. Look, uh, I'd like to think the other. But uh, look, I'm glad that uh, we let bygones be bygones with the G1. And here's the thing. As strange as this sounds coming out of my mouth, I like Tamatanga outside the ring. Like I think, I think it's crazy some of the shit he says, and some of the the the. the but his general thought process, kind of in agreement <laughs> with a lot of the stuff that he says. Um, I think God as a tag team, solid, solid. Uh, so, you know, let's let's look at the positives here. Let's look at the positives here. We're unblocked. He's obviously uh, giving us a ringing endorsement. And, uh, again, we like his work. Tag environment. We think his Twitter game is strong. Uh, and we, uh, we tend to agree. Again, maybe not with some of the craziness. We don't like the idea of putting your hands on fans. We, we, right, right? We don't like that. Uh, we're not the biggest fan of the G1 performance. Okay. That's 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 the summer. The leaves have changed. The leaves have changed. Let's turn over a new leaf, and uh, I don't know. I can see us being honorary members of uh, what you know of, 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 of the OGs. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm pipe dreaming, but you know, what I, I could see us fitting in there. Good, Jerry Joel, right? Yeah, this is Super J Cast, the official podcast of the Bullet Club OGs. Tamar, get in touch, mate. I want to know what it is that won you over. Was it was it Scampy? Was it the the crisps talk? It must have been one of those two. And yeah, just give me a call. We can hang out in Tokyo in January. You know, go for a few beers, go for a few strong zeros. Now you're talking. See, look, we we uh, we we extend the olive branch. I think we're. I think you know, we're 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 doing good. We're doing good work here. Um, I'm proud of what we're, we're what we're accomplishing here. So. Um, we'll, we'll blow past all those other podcasts and become uh, the number one podcast of the OGs. I, and, I, and I think that's what everyone wants. All right, what else as, we got? As, as Tywin Lannister said, when a man defies you, serve him fire and steel. But when he's on his knees, you help him back to his feet. And that is what we do here at the Super J Cast. Let me uh, pick your brains then about the stuff that's going on with Ishimori and Kushida. Because Ishimori apparently has got an ankle injury, but it can't be too serious in his... Uh, he was getting physically involved in the match at the end and has thrown out the challenge to Kushida for Wrestle Kingdom. So uh, your thoughts on that? Do you think that's pretty nailed on that we're getting Ishimori against Kushida or do you think that's turning into a multi-man? Well, I would prefer, obviously, a singles. I think that's what most people would. But... But if it were a multi-man, a, a triple threat, a three-way dance, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and it was Ishimori, Kushida, and Shingo, 
I got to be honest with you, I would not have a fucking problem with that. With those three guys in the ring, they'll find a way to make it work, and not only make it work, make it work really well. Uh, I could, and here's the thing too. Correct me if I'm wrong. And again, I'm not the king of Dragon Gate, so uh, I could be dead wrong on this. But it feels to me that uh, I've heard Shingo's name tossed around a lot in in other uh, multi-man tag matches and singles matches in Dragon Gate. So if anybody's going to be able to work a really fucking fun multi-man match, Shingo being involved helps tremendously. Uh, and again, the talent that's involved there is is pretty great. So if it does happen, Joel, again, I want a singles match, and I think that we will get a singles match. But who knows with this, you know, in this world, if it does turn that way, if it's those three, I'm all in on that. I'll take that every fucking day of the week. Totally all in. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. I, given the choice, I'd always rather have the singles match. But if it's a triple threat with those three, they will make it work. I have faith in them. Yeah, no doubt. And and again, it's it that it's different if if you know if you threw in uh, I don't know Marty Skrull or if you threw in Bushi or if you threw in you know anybody else. I'm I'm hand waving it. I don't want I don't want a triple. What about Osprey? Well. I mean, you could, but correct me if I'm wrong. He, it feels like he's kind of moved past the juniors at this point. I know the injury doesn't help, um, but I kind of thought the the idea and the focus and the was trying to get him out of that junior world and get him more into the heavy world, right? I agree. I think he's had his run as a junior from what was it Wrestle Kingdom to Dominion. And he ran through a fair few challenges and put on some excellent matches. So definitely, I think he's exhausted that phase of his career. I think he's ready to move on to literally bigger things. Yeah, exactly. So again, if we have two options on the table, if it's a triple threat, those three guys, I'm totally down. Uh, I would prefer singles. And if it's Ishimura, I think it'll be a great match as well. So uh, I think it's a win-win either way. Uh, sticking with this match, obviously we saw Gorillas of Destiny picking up a win over a team featuring Great Bash Heel. Just off the top of your head, any predictions for winners of the World Tag League and what might go down for the uh, IWGP heavyweight tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom? Well, I hope it's not. <laughs> I hope it's not Great Bash Heel. Makabe did nothing in this match, by the way, which was <clears throat> pretty amazing on his point. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm fighting a little bit of a cold today. I don't know what's what's going on. Um, Actually, I do know what was going on. I was sick all week, but um, whatever. Uh, I'm fighting through it. Um, for you, the listeners, and for free. Yeah. So think yeah. about that. <clears throat> yeah. That's... I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm all right. I'll be fine. Um, my wife, on the other hand, she's she's a, oh, she's fighting through it. Phew. She hasn't left the house in three days. Um, getting sick of her. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So we're talking tag. World Tag League. I want somebody new, Joel. I want somebody different. I want a new, fresh face. Then we talk about. Then we talk about Zach and and Suzuki at one point. Then we then we wasn't that mentioned somewhere along the line? Weren't they tag champions on an island in Europe? Come on, still are, mate. Yes, most prestigious tag team championships in the world. 
<laughs> You've got that right. Uh, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that be a new take on things? I don't want to see Makabe and Honma. I really don't. Uh, would Can you imagine that sitting in, in, in the Tokyo Dome, Joel? You got a couple drinks in you. You're settling in. You're right. You're, you're, you got your hand on WH Park's lap, right? You're getting, you're getting shut up. <laughs> you're you're so envious, Damon. <clears throat> I am. It's fucking hurtful. I don't like it. I don't like this. Uh, you sound like your old co-host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. There's a there's a there's a right hook. Right, anyway, let's get back. Let's focus in here. Um, I want something new. I want something fresh. I want something that we haven't seen before. I think it's less than fifty percent chance that we see it. Uh, I know that by the, by the time this podcast comes out, the either the names of the teams will be announced or be, will be right up against it. So probably this week we'll hear hear the names because uh, tag league starts in like a week. Two um, weeks, I think. Two weeks. Okay. All right. Well, should we should we should hear names soon? Uh, do I think it's going to be like a Chucky e. T and Beretta? No. Do I think it's going to be a GBA? No. I'm hoping. And again, this is the dream podcast. This, this is where we we we're dreamers this week. We're 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 thinking of the future and and the sky's the limit. Please, please, wrestling God, high in the sky, looking down upon us in our uh, feeble attempt to serve you, wrestling God. Please, I pray to you. Give us Zach and Suzuki in this. World Tag League and have them win and have them go on to the Dome against G.O.D. and take the titles and be double champions. Here, here are calls, great pro wrestling god. Amen. Yeah, that is exactly what I want. So, Tama, if you're listening, have a word with Gato. Tell him that's what we've given the thumbs up to, so book it. But in all honesty, I think it's more likely that we're heading towards a, a multi-man thing for the heavyweight tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom because I can't see the Young Bucks not being a part of the show if they are staying. And they're not taking part in the World Tag League. They're, they're, that's weird, isn't it? That, 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 is, that is an odd one, to say the least. They're not taking part in the World Tag League. Does that does that concern you in any way? In what sense? In a sense of they've never taken part in it, have they? Uh no, no, because they were juniors. They're juniors, but but they want to be. You know, they were former heavyweight champions. They're heavyweights. They, I mean, and they're let's be let's be honest here. In that promotion and in the world, they're probably the number one recognized tag team. There is, right? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of baffled in the sense of that 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 was a the move that they made, and b that New Japan was like, okay, I guess so, right? Don't aren't they under contract? Don't they? Don't doesn't New Japan kind of dictate their their dates first, and and everything else is is gravy between that and Ring of Honor, right? 
New Japan didn't say, well, wait, wait, what? I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got, a, I got a tournament coming up. What do you mean you're not coming? What do you mean you're not going to be in it? Right? That doesn't, that doesn't, that's not weird to you? It's weird to me. I, I, I don't necessarily mind the Young Bucks not being a part of the World Tag League, but what does bother me is the integrity. Oh, is this going to sound ridiculous? The integrity of the World Tag League is supposed to be whoever wins that gets the title shot. So for a tag team to go through that grueling tag league and win it and earn their title shot and then have the Young Bucks crowbar in there as well, that wouldn't sit right with me, even though I think that's likely what's going to happen. I mean, I could see some G.O.D. versus Young Bucks versus Evil Sonata kind of thing going on. Maybe even throw Killer Elite Squad in there. What the hell? Let's go nuts. Let's have a party. <laughs> a literal c- carnival? <laughs> a literal party, yeah. They're going to come out wearing party hats with party poppers and have a little uh, je- jelly and ice cream. That's what we used to have at parties. in, in Jelly UK, and ice cream? Uh, Je- when I say jelly, for you American listeners, that'll be jello. Ah, yes. Yes, I know the jello. Yes. That's that's my that's my go-to treat by the way, Joel, on this diet. By the way, over 30 so far, just FYI, just for those keeping track at home. Over 30. Brilliant. Daniel. I I that's that's amazing, man. I'm I'm very envious of you. The sh- I wish I could do that as well. <laughs> I, I could well, here's do the thing. losing a few pounds myself. If you lost 30, you would be nothing. You know what I mean? Like my 30 is, you know, a drop in the bucket. But to my goal, I'm um, 36%. So I have like a chart that I made because I like charts. Um, I'm 36% to goal. I'm 36% to goal. So it's just as well that you're not going to Tokyo because then if you saw those waffles. Oh, those waffles. Those fucking waffles. I'm telling you, I'm I'm getting Mackie and Eric. Uh, a hand, you know, I'm giving them some cash. Strong zeros, those waffles. And my uh, Super J cast T-shirts. Well, yeah, I'm giving them. I, uh, they're here. They're actually right. They're, I'm looking right on them right now. Um, they they arrived uh, two days ago, so they are here. So they will they they will be accompanying them. And uh, again, uh, you, you, here's what you can do: you can wear one, and, and WH Park can wear one, and then you can take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you too. Should have got matching ones. Should have got two of the same one. Is, yeah. Do you think it's a, is it okay for me to wear the Super J cast T-shirt at Wrestle Kingdom? Or Fuck should I yeah. be wearing like a, a Tanahashi T-shirt or something? Wah, where 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 you want to wear? Okay, um, which one do I go for? What what have I got? I've got the Chibi one and I've got the Strong Zero one, correct? Yes, yeah, as of right now, yeah. So which one should I wear for Wrestle Kingdom? Fashion oh, tips on the Super gotta, Cast. Yeah, you gotta wear you gotta wear the R. You gotta wear your face your face on a T-shirt, brother. You got that's that's what you gotta I, do. I was thinking the Strong Zero one because I'm going to be drinking a lot of Strong Zeros that day. So it would kind of be, uh, what, how do they say, on brand to be wearing the Strong Zero one. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe let's put a Twitter poll. Which one should I wear? Yeah. If yeah. You're going to have fun. You've you got you to you meet up and everything. You're going you're gonna to be meeting all kinds of people. You're going to be, you're going to be on, you know, you're going to be our ambassador. You know, you got yeah, a lot to I'm going to give it to. a shout out because we, we were given the shout out on um, – Post wrestling, so myself and WH Parker of Pro, Pro Post Wrestling are planning to organise a brunch on January the fourth somewhere near the dome. So venue to be announced. But if you are making the trip over to Tokyo for Wrestle Kingdom, then do watch this space, and we'll hopefully be announcing a venue soon, so you can come and meet me. And, I don't know, give me crisps or something. 
You don't have yeah. to. That's not a requirement. Give him drinks. He wants drinks. But I, I wants... did say to the, the, the fans of post-wrestling who are not Super Jcast listeners that if they want to come to the meet and greet, they do have to subscribe to the Super Jcast. Yeah. We'll be checking their phones. Yes. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> did, uh, did I tell you a story of... Uh, they? So when you go to like the Corkin or you go... I think it was actually uh, in Fukuoka. They had like a table where they would give away like some, you know, trinket or tchotchke, whatever, um, with the New Japan logo on it. But you had to just, you know, show that you signed up for New Japan World. And I and I had to log in. Like there was I, – I, I forget how to do it. But I, I eventually had to log in on my phone to show them that I'm, I'm, I'm uh, a subscriber. It's a shitty story. All right. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> I don't think that one deserves a story time with Damon Stinger. <laughs> no, that one stunk. All right, uh, what else we got with this power structure? Okay, a, a question from Kevin. Thoughts on Robbie Eagles after seeing him do a full tour? Do you want to see him back and in what sort of role? Yeah, I, I had no problem with him. I thought he, I thought he did fine. Um, I mean, he's a junior. He's going to add to the mix. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be the the new OG equivalent of Chase Owens. I mean, truth be told, right? That's the kind of the, the the slot he would be in because you figure all the other names that are ahead of him in the pecking order. I mean, he's a guy that could that could challenge on a on a on a show uh, in Australia, yeah, <laughs> right, there, right, right, sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's going to be a you know he's going to be a B level, C level guy. He'll tag uh, you know in, in the mix. With, Every once in a while, but he's—I don't think he's going to be a full-time guy as of right now. But uh, yeah, I, I had no problems with him. I thought he—I thought he did fine. Right. Okay. Let's move on to the third match then, which was Beretta and Kazuchika Okada defeating the team of Bad Luck Farley and Jay White. With Beretta pinning Bad Luck Farley after wow. four minutes, with uh, it says here Hurricane Rana. So it was a, a bit of a nothing match, but. I really like the new ruthless edge Okada is showing. It's been a while, I think, since we've seen him showing that kind of anger and passion. He was even attacking the Young Lions, which was quite a shock. So are you excited for his match with Jay White? Yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. Um, I, 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 and they're building a feud. They're, they're, this, this really feels like a feud, um, which might be lacking in, in some other higher up matches for that dome show, but this truly feels like a feud. Um, and that, and they're at each other's throats. Uh, the two of the bigger takeaways were the match was okay, but yeah, it, it was, it was built for Okada and Jay white to do uh, a nice little brawl at the end. But to me, I think, again, I think the biggest takeaway from this match was Trent Beretta, a former junior getting a pinfall win over a monster. Uh, you know, that's to me, that's significant. Uh, and, and it kind of got lost in the, the post-match brawl, but for Beretta to get, a, to get a win like that, I think that's, that's a significant big time win for the guy. So what do you think Trent's 2019 will look like? And ultimately, what would you say is the ceiling <sighs> um, I think 2019. Sorry prob- to interrupt because he he it seemed like he was being lined up for yeah. the G1 last year until he got injured. Yeah. So I do think- you think G1 is a 
guaranteed for him next year? I think Trent plays the role that Juice Robinson currently plays. I think that's his 2019. Um, I'm going to share something with you. Should we share something, the, the rumor of Juice? Should we talk about the rumor of Juice? Yeah, let's do it. So we, I think you had shared it with me, and I had heard a little bit of rumblings and a little bit of, and I know there's always been interest, but keep an keep an ear and keep an eye out for juice in this coming Wrestle Kingdom season. Um, I know there's a lot of interest outside, and it just feels like he's really on a back burner right now, and. You know, I kind of see Trent kind of taking that role. Again, nothing has been definite. Nothing is is concrete. But again, if we're talking rumors, it might be rumor show today. Uh, Juice might be one of those names that might be on the list that might be might go under the radar to a lot of people, and it might shock a lot of people if and when that actually does occur. So, um, yeah, so what's he doing? Me, because he, he he's not injured, is he? And he hasn't. He wasn't on the power struggle tour. No, I think. No, well, I haven't I mean, seen him for ages. I haven't, I haven't seen him at all. Right, and again, it might be just uh, maybe, maybe he's just taking time off. Maybe uh, he's done uh, some Ring of Honor stuff. Right, he's 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 been over here uh, doing some stuff with Ring of Honor. But you know, I, you know, it it does seem like he's cooled off considerably. Um, to where from where he once was with that U.S. title. So, again, something to keep an eye on, something to to, to watch. But we have heard the name Juice Robinson thrown around a lot uh, in the past couple of weeks when it comes to speculation of moving on. And he, and again, he is a guy that has said, "I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere." Well, okay. Well, let let's see what happens as we move forward here. Yeah, as we speak, I was just checking on uh, the excellent cage match to see what Juice Robinson has been up to recently. Um, Ring I Honor, was right? thinking that we might get Beretta revealed as the mole. So I'm taking an L there. He was not revealed as the mole. So no mole yet, if there is even a mole. But uh, I guess we haven't really got any new information on that front. So any thoughts on the mole situation? Uh, it might be just a diversion. I don't. There might not even necessarily be a mole, but um, I mean, another name that you haven't heard in a while is Yoshihashi. Um, so, I mean, that could possibly be the case there. But um, I, truth be told, I don't even think they know who the fuck the mole is yet. <laughs> they haven't sorted that out yet. Um, they're still working on that, but um, it might not even happen. So, I, I'm not too concerned about the mole situation as of right now. Okay, so Juice Robinson's last New Japan match was on the 8th of October, which was um, on King of Pro Wrestling. And since then, he's had one match, which was uh, his a win over Calder McColl at BTW 22nd Anniversary Show in Newark, California. So okay. very much off the radar is Juice Robinson. Yeah. Do we anyway, know if he's... Can you, and I know you're right in front of the, uh, the interwebs. And uh, um, can you check to see what the lineup is for... The Lions uh, Gate show coming up in a week or yes, two in Anaheim. I've got that right in front of me. I was oh. going to touch on that later, but nice. I can tell you right now. 
Uh, we have Carl Fredericks against Alex Coughlin. We have Rocky Romero against Ryusuke Taguchi. We have got David Finley and Jushin Liger against Clark Connors and ACH. And we've got Goto against Jeff Cobb. And that's the first night. That's on Saturday, November 10th. And on the Sunday, we have got ACH against Carl Fredericks, Jushin Liger against Clark Connors, Rocky Romero and Hiroki Goto against Ryusuke Taguchi and Jeff Cobb. And then main event, Kenny Omega against David Finley. Hmm. I didn't hear Juice's name on there. He did not. Mm-hmm. The plot thickens. It does. All right. Again, let's let's keep an eye on that one. Let's keep an eye on that one, kids. Uh, see what we got going on with the, with the juice. I want, want to see him uh, take off. Uh, we we like the juice here in New Japan, so uh, might be a missed opportunity on New Japan's part. So okay, fingers crossed. We don't know anything yet, but uh, I, don't know. I, I see clouds on the horizon. Let's put it that way. While we're on the topic of these uh, Lions Break Project One shows, anything jumping off the page to you there that is exciting you? Exciting? Uh, no. <laughs> Truth be told, no. Uh, David Finley versus Kenny Omega, probably good. Um, I don't think anybody is is uh, going to be shocked with that finish. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to hear some feedback from people who are attending that uh, – how the show is, how it's run, how smoothly it is. I'd like to hear some feedback on on the uh, North American Young Lions that are in uh, the dojo in California. That I'd like to hear that. I'm sure we'll hear some feedback there. Uh, but to me, not a lot of sexiness on this show. Uh, uh, nothing really stands out oh, to me I t- of, of a muscle. You want to talk about sexy, Damon? You know who's doing a meet and greet at that show? What's that? Do you know who's doing a meet and greet at that show? A meet and greet? No. Who? Harold May. Ooh. What do you think Ooh. about that? Uh, I think it's good. I think, uh, I, uh, truth be told, I think that's a guy who is, listen, I know he's talking to a few people uh, in California, talking specifically about how to help improve the ongoing expansion efforts and fan uh, efforts and fan community in California. I know that those conversations are are, are are taking place there. And I think that this is another opportunity for him to kind of get in front of the North American fan and kind of see who they are, what they like, what they don't like, and, and try to get some feedback on that. Now, I will say this. Uh, a meet and greet might not be the best place for that. Uh, they might want to uh, contact us, and we can give them that information. But uh, no, it's uh, I, don't, I don't have a problem with. Do you, do you do you think of it as more of him being a worker meet and greet kind of thing, or more of hey, let's get to know the North American audience kind of thing? Yeah, I saw it more as the latter. Like personally, I don't see a problem with it. I think it's good that he's making himself accessible to the fans so you know they can have face-to-face chats with him i know some people were saying that they found it a bit uneasy that he was sort of promoting himself as like quote-unquote one of the boys because you're getting hey meet liger hey you can meet Gotto, hey you can meet harold may like he's putting himself on the same level as them but i didn't see it that way but no i don't see it that way I, I tell you what, I, I'm waiting for the eight by ten and getting my picture taken with Michael Craven. That's the one I'm real. I got. I got a frame 
on my wall waiting f- just for that one. A little inside joke, people. Come on. All right. <laughs> Next match. Well, you, you joke, but you never know. We might have Michael Craven sliding into the Twitter DMs before you uh, know it. So. Listen, I'm waiting for that phone call. I'm waiting for that phone call. All right. Well, uh, next match. Fourth match, we had Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega defeating David Finley and Hiroshi Tanahashi in nine minutes. Ibushi pinning David Finley after a golden trigger. Uh, pretty good match. I One bit stood out to me in particular. That was David Finley doing an Uranage on Ibushi and he landed right on his head. But yeah, very decent match here. I liked it. Um, we've got a few questions about some of the participants in this match. So... We'll pick your brains on these. Uh, Sundre the Giant says, will we ever be grateful enough for the wonder that is Hiroshi Tanahashi? And uh, Also, how does Beretta pinning Dale, I think he meant Farley, I'm sure autocorrects done a number of them there, uh, come into things in the future? Well, first of all, Farley is now known as Dale, now and forevermore. We will never Bad refer- luck Dale. Bad luck Dale is, is a winner. Uh, Sund- what's the name? Sundori the Giant? That's a great name, right? Um, yeah, I think his name's Sandy and it's gone with Sandre the Giant. Uh, oh, I, I was thinking of, of the uh, Sundori who makes Strong Zero. Um, all right. So what's the question again? Hiroshi uh, Tanahashi greatness, right? Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I, here's the You're thing. You're going to hear me waxing lyrical about Tanahashi on the Eggshells podcast, talking about his match with uh, Keiji Muto. And, you know, not much has changed over the last decade. You don't hear people underappreciating Hiroshi Tanahashi. And even new fans know well enough that he is one of the greatest, right? Uh, it's rare that you get some dope that will sit there and say, uh, oh, he's old and he sh- uh, when are they going to get rid of him? You know, he's, he's one of the – to me, I'll put the little asterisk there, to me – He's top five pro wrestlers of all time, of all time. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, 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 to me, that's not undervaluing him at all. And, and I think there are plenty of people that I respect, whose wrestling opinions I respect, that would say uh, similar things. So, yes, he is a great. He is a treasure. Uh, watch it. Watch it while you can. I will say this: the people going to Wrestle Kingdom will enjoy a. A tremendous main event. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to throw something by you. Here's another inside scoop thing that uh, was fed to me that I throw Joel's way. Now, if we, I won't name the names, but uh, because I don't want to get them in trouble. But a conversation was sent to me from a person who, if you listen to the show, you'll know who it is. So whatever. Uh, and I will say they're reliable. It was scampy, in the sense, everybody. It was scampy. <clears throat> um, Reliable in the sense that I will share with you that he passed along information to me about Chris Jericho well before anyone really started talking about Chris Jericho. All right. Uh, again, rumor. Let's 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 talk a little little rumor. But again, from a person who's not really a rumor kind of guy, he's more of a he has his ins and outs. All right. Uh, Scale of 1 to 10 of probability of this happening. Hiroshi Tanahashi turning heel and joining Bullet Club. Zero. I Zero. I cannot see that happening at all. 
Would that be the modern equivalent of Steve Austin joining Vince McMahon at WrestleMania against The Rock, turning on the fans and, and, and now in cahoots with Vince McMahon, and business from that point forward nosediving? Would that be the New Japan equivalent, yes or no? I feel it would be worse than that because there's just so much sort of cultural baggage to the the Bullet Club as being, you know, traditionally the stable for the Gaijin heels and Tanahashi flying the flag for the sort of, you know, New Japan originals as it were and the local boys and all of that. That it just to me it wouldn't make any sense in a time where you know, they don't really have any or too many very hot baby faces at the moment because Naito's sort of treading water. Okada's doing his revival thing at the moment, his uh, redemption story arc. So for them to take Tanahashi, who is the hottest baby face in the company at the moment, I think, or the one who's getting the most shine, the most push at least, and then turn him heel and throw him in with a bullet club where they've already got Jay White, you know, how is that going to work with Jay White and Tanahashi? Who's going to be the leader of that? It, I don't know. It just. Master manipulator, on too many levels. Master manipulator, Jay White, right? You already have a built-in struggle with with Okada. You have a little seed planted with that handshake, right? The hand of the friendship, the 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 camaraderie, the uh, Tanahashi saving Okada. Uh, I mean, it might be a stretch to kind of fucking find the lane but imagine that building if that happens at Wrestle Kingdom you think that how building would, that would explode go down? Like, how, how, let's I say don't know you're I mean, booking I'm... it Damon how would, like logistically how would you do it is that during the match is that at the end of the match like what, what happens yeah, I guess it would have to be at, like like I would well I tell you what they can't I can't say they can't fuck over a main event, but I would be shocked if they did. Again, if they were to do this, they can't fuck with the main event, right? Like, they can't have somebody interfere on the main event on a Wrestle Kingdom show, right? That's got to be clean. Harold May coming out with a chair, (laughs) handing it to Tanahashi (laughs) in the closing stretch. Right, right. All right. Uh, Again, I'm just sharing what was shared with me, and I'm just, just trying to think out loud how this could possibly happen. Um. All right, maybe it doesn't happen. I'm I'm saying this. One, if it does happen, if it did happen, it would be that 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 building would would it would cave in on itself. Two, it would be absolutely noteworthy and buzzworthy. I'm not going to go zero percent, but I'm going to go less than ten percent, less than ten percent of that happening. But again, I from a reliable person who. I respect, did hear that that was poss- a possibility, so, of rumor. All right, we'll let it, we'll, you want to you you take our foot and stomp the bug? Do you want to crush the, the, the bug right here with that rumor? And that's not going to happen, right? Are we, we're going to do that right here and now? No, I don't want to, just out of respect to the source, because, as you say, that's a person who has delivered reliable stuff in the past, so... I'm sticking my neck out here. I don't want to sit on the fence and say, oh, maybe it could happen because I genuinely don't think it will. And if it does happen, then, yeah, I'll take a big fat L on that. But Would just, you be I okay with that? It. 
Would you be okay with it? I have enough faith in Tanahashi that he knows what he's doing and he would find a way to make it work. I think he Although would be a great in heel. Theory, in, in, in theory, I don't like it. I think he would be a great heel. I really do. I mean, you look back at like some of those... I don't know if you remember back when uh, DDT would bring in uh, New Japan guys. and In a couple of years, it was, it was Tanahashi. And Tanahashi would kind of treat DDT as a joke and as like a bunch of fucking clowns and and uh you know kind of call them like a B level promotion and shit and it's that like not over the top heel but he was being a fucking snotty prick like he was being a fucking elitist prick uh that's that's pretty good I, I've been listening to the eggshells podcast and sort of around Wrestle Kingdom 1 Wrestle Kingdom 2 he is a heel who doesn't realize he's a heel and he's you know sounding all cocky and saying to the fans i love you but not realizing that he is coming across as a heel so historically yeah he has had the experience i mean he that uh, look i don't again on the spot here fantasy booking i don't know how the fuck they're going to make it happen right but I mean, I mean, for the people who find Tanahashi a little plain, <clears throat> needs a little excitement, needs a little, that would certainly do it. Two, I think he he would be a tremendous heel. Three, listen, if you're going to turn somebody heel, you're going to turn a big baby face heel, right? To, for maximum impact, that would be you can't get more maximum impact than that. Four. It, it would change the dynamic completely in, in, in this promotion. Now, whether that's for a good or for a bad, I don't know. And history, history kind of speaks to, again, I bring up that Austin Rock McMahon thing, that it doesn't always work, right? That that heel turn. Um, it's really, a my fear is, is I don't think the Japanese fans would want something like that. That's where that's the that's the one thing that really pushes me toward it ain't happening is is I don't think it would go over well with them. I I think it would kind of fall flat with them. I don't think it would a, a Western audience we might eat that up. We you know with with two with two spoons we might eat that up. I don't know if it would go over well with a Japanese audience. That's where I'm kind of like uh, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they would do that. But it's food for thought. Maybe they should save it for Sakura Genesis or whenever they're at Sumo Hall so people can start throwing flaming cushions into the ring. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I mean, it would be it would be monumental. It would be heat. Um, but again, I don't know if that would mean good for business. Again, just something to throw out there. We don't know what's happening. I, I heard it from him and I was like, oh, that's that's... Again, he was he was well ahead of the curve when it came to the Jericho stuff. So um, let's take it for what it is. We can talk about it, discuss it. I'm sure our uh, when we post the show live, we'll have plenty of discussion on uh, various forums. But I w- I'm curious as to, to hear people's reaction to would you be down for a Tanahashi heel turn? Okay, question from Robin. What does Ibushi do at the Dome? Still do the Osprey match, but non-title or multi-man nonsense for the never title? Well, I think, you know, as we'll see later on reviewing this 
show. I think the future for him is uh, a never title match, right? I mean, to me, that that's it was, he was basically called out to, at a certain point. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see that come Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, let's go on to match five then, which was the Super Junior Tag League Triple Threat Championship match final with Roppongi 3K, Shoinyo, defeating the teams of Shingo Takagi and Bushi and El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru after 15 minutes, 55 seconds with Sho pinning El Desperado after a shock arrow. So first of all, what did you think of them making it a three-way? We didn't like it, but you know what? They made it work. I thought this was one of the better matches on the show. I really enjoyed this this match a lot. Um, again, we know the reasons why we don't have to we don't have to beat that dead horse. Um, but I thought the match came across very well. Again, Shingo to me is is, is a star. Th- uh, Rapungi three K looked sharp. They looked good. Um, the it, it, the one thing that really stood out to me, Joel, and I don't know if it was for you as much, but Shingo and Show in the ring. Oh, that what you're looking at right there is three to five years down the road of 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 a future feud in the making that I'm all in for. That was that those little moments were great. Um, and and again, as we predicted, and uh, you were on board early, Rapunky 3K taking it back to back. Yeah, I think if you'll excuse the pun, this was a big showcase for Mr. Tanaka. I think it was noteworthy that he got the pin with his own move on El Desperado because it's been Kanemaru who's been eating all the pinfalls for that team. And usually Rapongi 3K would win a match with their 3K double team finisher. But no, it was just Show in the middle of the ring with Show's finisher, the shock arrow, getting the pin over El Desperado. So clearly he's being elevated as the star of that team. And, and in the match in general, yeah, like you say, big focus on him and Shingo, which... It made me wonder why they made it three-way in the first place because I, I didn't think Suzuki Goon needed to be in that match. You could have easily had Bushi taking that pinfall. So, yeah, I agree. Really good match. They did make it work. Closing stretch was very exciting. I, I bought into a couple of the false finishes. Uh, I'm curious as to what's next for Shingo and Bushi because I'm a little bit worried they might somehow make the Wrestle Kingdom match a multi-team match because Bushi was saying in the post-match interviews how... They didn't lose, and they've got a win over Rapongi 3K. And personally, I really want the straight Rapongi 3K versus Suzuki Goon match as the Wrestle Kingdom opener. They did have their match at Dominion opening the show, but it was a bit rushed. I think they only had about nine minutes, and I think they could have a really good match in them between the four of them. We need to have Rapongi 3K getting their big win at the Dome to establish themselves and complete their redemption arc, because show said in the interviews, no alcohol, no booze, no partying until they've won the belts. And also, I think... Kanemaru and Desperado, for the great work they've done this year, they deserve their big moment at Wrestle Kingdom, having that straight two-on-two tag match. And I think that could be really, really good. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. Um, and here's the thing, too. We we do, it's November, you know, first week of November. We have, we have a few weeks where we can find a way to have some type of title defense, right, uh, for the team, you know, to help build... Um, uh, Desperado and, and Kanemaru, right? Um, I, I, look, if, if I, I would prefer not, I, I, I would prefer the singles match again, uh, almost every time. 
truth be told, I kind of want to see Shingo out of the tag and into the 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 junior mix. Um, let's just let's just singles matches. That's that's I'm I'm tired of the triple threat. I know we, I know a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're trying to get as many, as many people on the show as possible. But let's just do the singles matches, and I would be I would be more than thrilled. Let me ask you, which Shingo singles matches in the junior division are you looking forward to the most? Oh boy! Um, truth be told, uh, him him and Ishimori, um, I think would be tremendous. I think him and Kushida would be fantastic. I think him, well, again, if we're taking Osprey out of the mix, that's fine. If Hiromu comes back, that would be uh, unbelievable. Of course, they're in the same faction, but if if one of them, one of the two, left for any reason, I would be all over that. Uh, I mean, him and ACH in a singles match, I, I would think would be great. Um, I, you have so much to choose from and so much to pick from that you know you could go on for 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 years. And then again, when you're done with the Rapongi 3K, you got Show, you got Yo. There's plenty to choose from. I'm Rocky. Um, and Rocky. <laughs> uh, man, listen, you know what? If you wanted a, a you know like a like a California title defense, I don't know on a on a Lionsgate show, sure, why not? But there's plenty to choose from. And and here's the, here's the good news is that not only did they have plenty to choose from, but we have young lions that are still in the mix. So we got programs for years and years and years and years and years. So you know, dip your toes in now, and then we can go full steam ahead after Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, six math on the show. For the Never Openweight Championship, it was Cartwheel Deathmatch 4. Nice. Shout out to Andrew Rich for that amazing graphic, Did the, the poster. That was incredible. We, we don't deserve you, Andrew. You're, you're too good for us. You should be getting paid a lot of money to do the excellent work that you do. But... We have uh, Hiroki Goto winning the Never Openweight Championship Ugh. for the third time this calendar year after defeating Taichi in 15 minutes after a GTR. So I've got a feeling you're not going to be doing any cartwheels for this. I will not be asking <laughs> any of you. Uh, you go first. What did you think of the match? I thought it was a three-star special at no time. Uh, as the match progressed, let's put it that way, because in the beginning I really thought – that I was in trouble. Like when you posed that that cartwheel death match last week, you I mean you heard it. Listen to the show. I I thought that I would be in trouble, but as the match went on, boy oh boy did I just become so confident, and the odds just pushed in my favor. Another, I wouldn't go so far as to say a dud by no means, but this was there. Look, how many time? How many opportunities? And how many chances are we going to give Tai Chi? How how many times are people just going to turn their eyes away from the facts that what this guy delivers is not quality pro wrestling matches? Okay? That's that's fine. Next up, Goto. I don't know what I don't know what it is with him at this point. I can't tell you. If it's not G1 and it's not Suzuki, then I don't know what we're, what we're doing with the guy. I, I don't understand why. Here's the thing. 
at least we would have a different matchup with Tai Chi as as your champion, right? With the with with the possibility of maybe it's just a style clash, maybe it's just these guys just can't work well together, maybe it's whatever it is. But we've seen it enough, and it doesn't deliver. And once again, it did not deliver. But but keeping the title on Tai Chi at least would give us. Let's put it this way. Are you more excited to see, to see Goto Abushi or Tai Chi Abushi? And I know that that some of this is 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 fucked up because Osprey got hurt, and we don't know how bad he is hurt. But okay, Goto now has this title. Are you more excited to see Goto Abushi or Tai Chi Abushi? Mm, that's a difficult question. I I would say Tai Chi Abushi just because I'm sick of seeing Goto with this title at the moment because you know me I like Tai Chi more than a lot of people I thought this match was good I give it like three and a half stars nothing to write home about we're, we're not in cartwheel territory but I think he's pretty close to finding his ceiling here now the fans are really getting behind him because there were huge let's go Tai Chi chants in that Edu arena and I was watching a really good YouTube video by Octopus Stretch who was talking about Tai Chi and his never title run um I agree with the points. I thought it was a good chance to move the Never title away from the Smash Mouth style that we've come to expect, move it into a new era. And yeah, also they need to be careful that Taichi doesn't become another Yujiro who followed a similar path and then fell into obscurity after losing the Never title. Because I think there is a lot of value in Taichi as a, a dangerous mid-carder who can cause upsets. Like, you know, can, he can upset the big boys in the G1 by using his his sneaky tactics, but he also needs to win matches more often than he does because if we're looking at his big match output, we have got him losing to Naito. We got him losing to Tanahashi in the New Japan Cup. We had him losing the three-way at Dominion. We have him beating Goto for the title, but then losing it in his first title defence. So if you are going to have him fulfilling that role, then I think he's got to start winning more matches than he is. So that said, again, I thought it was a decent match. It told a good story with the whole thing about him attacking Goto off the bell and Goto being, I don't know, concussed or whatever what it was they were going for there. And disappointed with the outcome. I'm curious as to whom Goto's opponent will be at Wrestle Kingdom because it feels like he's stuck there forever. He's running out of fresh challenges. And it seemed to me that the crowd died at the finish, that they, yeah. they were pretty deflated. They really, it seemed like they wanted Taichi to win. And... I don't know what the answer is. Maybe they just need to get rid of this belt because we've spoken at length that there are too many singles titles, well, too many titles full stop in New Japan. So this would seem like a good opportunity to do that. You know, merge it with the IC title or, or just get rid of it completely. Um, <laughs> I just enjoyed Taichi in his post-match comment saying to Goto, you'll stay in the hells of rematches, bastard. And it's hard to argue with him. Uh, we've got some listeners writing in with similar points. Floyd with his excellent Super J-Cast t-shirt. He's probably wearing it right now. So yeah. Goto again, seriously. And uh, Debu says, we're at a point where Goto needs some type of reinvention. I like the guy when his music plays and he walks out, I really dig him. But as soon as the bell rings, I just lose interest. He feels so stale right now, um, You know, given that he is the never champion. Again, I think people are getting a bit fed up of it. So Shane says, what to do with the never openweight title at Wrestle Kingdom? Now, in his post-match comments, Goto challenged Osprey and also challenged Ibushi. So I was wondering, you know, we're going three-way crazy. 
any chance we get Goto against Ibushi against Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom? I would think that Osprey would would be healed up enough to perform at Wrestle Kingdom, right? Plus, it's a big payday. I'm sure he doesn't want to miss out on it. Um, I mean, do they get bonuses? I wonder if they do. You know, I, I might have spoken out of turn there. I wonder if they do get bonuses like uh, like other promotions would for a big show like that. I don't know. I have to ask. Uh, but it's a big. It's still the, the marquee event of the year, so you you don't want to miss that. Would they do a three-way for that? <clears throat> oh, boy. Um, I, I mean, look, I think we all were kind of hoping it would be a, you know, Tai Chi, a, Bu- a Bushi or Tai Chi Osprey or I, – I, Well, we, I think we were looking – Yeah, it seemed that the direction was very possibly Osprey beating Tai Chi for the title – at Power Struggle, and then Osprey against Ibushi, which had been teased. But now the, the title's back on Goto. And as you say, <laughs> it seems like no one wanted that. Not even Goto wanted that. Right. No one wanted this. Um, and and here's the, uh, what what this really is. And, and again, this might be just something they had to do because they had to do. I You know, they were already earmarked for the title change anyway. I don't know. There's wacky pro wrestling things that might have gone on in the back that said we have to get the title off of Tai Chi and 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 it just happens to be Goto when he's available and we'll just make we'll just make it work from there. The problem is this: is that the excitement of what the Never Title should be? We were right there. We were right. We were right up against it. It was we just had to open the door and walk through that idea of different, fresh. Open weight, new, exciting matchups, and we've gone back to what we know. We've gone back to what it's always been, and, and it's just we had the opportunity. And I think that it's not even necessarily that it's Goto; it's the fact that it's the same, and we weren't able to walk through that door. And if Tai Chi was leading that charge for that moment to lead us to an Osprey, to lead us to an Ibushi, to lead us to that, to get away from the Smash Mouth, the the beefy guy beating the shit out of each other thing, which is great in its own right, but we just wanted something new for this title. I think that's that's the disappointment, is that, oh, oh, we're we're back. We're back here, and, and we were so close to being there. That's where the disappointment sets in. Yeah, I agree with all those points. So I guess we'll see something solidify as the World Tag League continues. Probably the World Tag League finals will get that solidified as to who the challenge is going to be. Uh, so moving on to the seventh match on the show for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship with Tomohiro Ishii defeating Minoru Suzuki in 19 minutes after a vertical brain buster. This was everything I wanted it to be. It was, it was just yep. a pissing contest, wasn't it? This is what I yep. wanted the the previous match to be. It was great. And for me, the benchmark for whether or not Suzuki is on, whether he's up for it, is the drop kick. If you see the drop kick, then you know what's up. So right. we got the drop kick. We got everything. We got about 100 forearms and slaps to the face. Uh, even got Ishii storming off at the end of the match without the belt. I don't know what that was about, but uh, definitely an interesting caveat to this match. But uh, really good stuff from both men. Awesome stuff, right? And it, and and you're right. It, there is, 
you know, we talked about that Rev Pro match and how it was just kind of missing a little sugar, a little spice, a little something, uh, a little hot sauce, if you will, um, to, to kind of take it. Great match. Still was something. Well, guess what? This We found it. It was here. Um, and, and they took it to a new level. And, yeah, this was great. Yes, it can. People can kind of point to it and be like, oh, this is kind of the same match as they it, – it is, but that's, that's, that, that is their match. Uh, but I could like when when they do it well at that level, I could watch it all day long. The striking, yeah, well, uh, the st- what people expecting like a, a really technical graphic match, <laughs> right, right, right. But but it is the same spots, you know what I mean? Like it is the same. Okay, we're gonna slap each other again, you know what I mean? Like you could go to any one of their matches, and it, it is that. But that but you're right. You're not gonna get you know you know a moonsault, right? You're going. This is Ishii and this is Suzuki. And and what they do is that both of them have more guts than brains sometimes, and they're just going to beat the shit out of each other until the next person falls and can't get up. Um, I don't know how they don't lose a tooth more often or busted nose or or you know I know Suzuki's mouth was kind of busted open a little bit, but man, they just tee off in each other. Some of those shots um, just really look deadly and even more impressive. Are those forearm shots to the chest that sound like, you know, it, it does. It it does sound like a gun going off. Uh, yeah, this is everything that you want out of these two. All, uh, 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 and here's the thing: we talk about the awards season right right upon us, um, and we don't really add stuff after this show. Like this is the kind of like the show, and then anything past it. We really don't expect much, and maybe the finals of the World Tag League uh, until Wrestle Kingdom. So, really, what we've got is is the is the collection and body of work that's going to set the the year end awards. Look, I think Ishii put another notch on his in, on his uh, wins wins. Is that what I want? Look, he put another checkbox in his. I'm I should be considered wrestler of the year. Right, he put another checkbox in that box, uh, and added to the collection of great matches and great performances he's had this year. Um, I think he should get votes. I think he will get votes, and I think this match helps solidify that. And what do you think is the Wrestle Kingdom trajectory for both men? I know we've discussed the possibility of Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. going in for the World Tag League. What about Ishii? Because I wanted Ishii Goto tag team, which we might still get, but. Uh, I just I hope we're not going back with Ishii and Yano teaming up and that being Ishii's Wrestle Kingdom appearance because last year we got was it Ishii, Yano and Trent in the, the six man schmoz and the year before that we had Ishii and Yano against GBH against GOD for the heavyweight tag titles and you know, is it uh, too much to ask to get Ishii in a singles match at Wrestle Kingdom this year? What, what do you think we're getting? Um, Maybe just maybe again if we pray to the wrestling gods and we are kind to the wrestling gods could we possibly maybe as an eight minute match ishii defending that title at wrestle kingdom and i don't give a fuck who the opponent is at this point i'll pick someone go on they're giving you the book damon who's his opponent can we someone who's not doing can we do a re can we do a rematch? Can we do it? I mean, listen. I know we 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 if if we're not going to get Suzuki and 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 Zach, 
Can we do Ishi Zach for the British title? How about that? Would you be down for that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just to, uh, okay. To any of those guys who's not doing anything, Ishi Ibushi, give me Ishi against Taichi. Even that could be good. Uh, pump the brakes. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean, can, uh, can we do that? I would rather see an eight-minute sprint with Ishii beating the shit out of each other, you know, and whoever that might be, whether that's Zach, whether that's uh, whether that's Suzuki, whether that's Taichi, whether that's I don't give a shit. I'd rather see that than him in another Schmazola multi-man tag fuckaroo, right? Give him, give him, let him defend that British title. Rev Pro would do cartwheels. Rev Pro would do cartwheels if if that. Talk about cartwheels. They would do cartwheels if they could make that happen. Make it happen. Come on, New Japan. Fucking. What, what about a, uh, a a cross promotional deal where we got Ishii as the British champion going up against Cody as the US champion? I would take it. I mean, it's not my ideal scenario. And I don't know how they would they would sort it. I would take that. Fine. A singles match with Ishii on the... When was the last singles match with Ishii at the Dome? I mean, I, I'm racking my head trying to think. Was it was it possibly... Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom 10. Yeah. Like, what was that? Like a Makabe match? Or... Uh, I would have to think. Yeah. I Let me check. All right. You check. But I wanted to see... This man who deserves the spotlight. Again, not a fucking main event. Not a give him a singles oh, Shibata. match. Shibata. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah it was for really the great, never actually. title. Yeah. Um, oh, that was with the, the headbutt. Yeah. Sorry, the other headbutt, but the headbutt that was heard echoing throughout the whole time. Throughout the dome. That, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one made me yeah. feel sick. Yeah. All right. Well, look. Again, he. I would love to see just a singles match with Ishii. Let's make that happen. Give him, give him, give him the spotlight one year, and 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 all of us will be happy. Okay, uh, let's move on to match eight then, which was a special singles match with Tetsuya Naito defeating Zack Sabre Jr. in twenty minutes after a Destino. Now, I think this uh, Naito against ZSJ has been a quite underrated trilogy. I love their New Japan Cup match. I thought the G1 match was even better. And what I particularly enjoyed about this one as the rubber match is how they're developing as they learn each other's moves because there were some fantastic reversals. Reversals on point here. I love a good reversal. There was one which I think was a Frankensteiner that Zach transitioned into some nasty-looking submission move. And just they've got excellent chemistry. The personalities play off each other really well where you've got Naito's kind of languid deliberate trolling and Zach's grumpy snarkiness which even you know that manifests itself before the match even starts with Naito taking off his clothes really slowly and then Zach shouting at him well you're not fucking Chippendale mate and it was just really good stuff great limb work Naito working Zach's left arm to negate his submission moves and the selling was great by Zach like he, he couldn't put on his lock on his big moves he couldn't lock in orienteer with napalm death which is you know his big move he doesn't bust that out all the time that's his special occasion move and he couldn't do it because naito had worked his, his arm so well and even the post-match stuff was great as always so you know zach's lying on the floor he's calling naito barry chuckle and saying that he'd fight him in england down the pub so a little reference for british fans there um 
are you in agreement? Did you enjoy this as much as I did? Loved it. Yeah, I, I really did. Um, I would put it. Uh, I'm trying to think where where would I rank the of the three? Where would this one sit? I don't know if it's, if it's my favorite one, but it's up there, right? It's certainly it's certainly not the last of the pack. Um, and you're right. Yeah, yeah. Zach selling and I I like. They have weird chemistry. I don't think it's like Okada Tanahashi chemistry, but it's it's almost like they have their. I don't want to say their own chemistry, but it's it's a weird chemistry, like it's not the most fluid, but it still works. And I know it's that I'm being very vague in my description of that, but it just it feels like at certain points during the match where. Uh, it, it feels like things can fall apart. It feels very fragile and very uh, loose, and it's. Uh, but then it it tightens up. It's almost like a like music or a song, where it kind of gets free formed. But then they find a way to to get it back together. Whereas maybe like an Okada and a Tanahashi, <clears throat> there's always that pace, and you kind of see the, the 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 projection and 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 the trajectory of the match. This feels like jazz to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? As 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 the best way I can fucking describe it, where where Tanahashi and and Okada seems to just have a driving beat, and you kind of could follow along with it. This feels to me like jazz. Like Naito and and Zach just feel more free formed and more loose than any other two combination wrestlers that I can that I can pick. Does that make sense at all? It does because in I think it was in the the build up to his match at Sakura Genesis against Okada where Zach compared himself to Brian Eno and his wrestling style doing that sort of experimental kind of music. So I think it's very fitting yep. that you likened it to jazz. Yeah, that's that's good. Okay, good. Then I'm then I'm not insane <laughs> because that's when I watch these two together. That's the way I feel about it. It's like it is very free formed. It's it's. <clears throat> I doubt it's a lot of, well, you know what? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if there's very little, all right, mate, we're going to f- do this spot and that spot and this spot, and then when we get to here, I'll th- toss you out, and then you powder out. And b- I doubt there's a lot of that. It feels to me that it's very uh, improv in the ring, and it is very kind of feel of what's going on in the ring, um, a jazz element, and and – that's kind of that's that's the vibe I get, and that's why I enjoy watching them so much because I don't know where it's going to go. Where again, I'm not saying that Okada and Tanahashi is predictable, but it's got you know it's it's you know it's got a a rock beat, or you know it's you just you you you're, you're the drummer is keeping time and and holding it together, and you know where you're going. So all right, good. All right, uh, that's 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 I loved it. I love the match though. Um, I went. Did I go over four? Yeah, I did. I think I went like four, four, four to sliver, um, for me personally. Um, and and again, to me, it was. I think I enjoyed this match the most out of every match on the show. Yeah, I think. 
I don't know, but four, four and a quarter, it, it's in that range. I couldn't say for certain. I, I've been playing around with it. Well, actually, I was going to mention the app, but seeing as we're not directly getting paid for it, I don't know if I know if I want to give them a free plug. But uh, you know the app I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah. If they want to get in touch and, and give us some money to read out their copy on our show, then I'd be more than happy yeah. to do it. But uh, yeah, yeah hey, definitely listen. in... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, listen, if you, if, if, you know, throw us some money we'll read anything but uh we'll uh you know we're whores we'll, we'll, yes, we'll do that. i will say literally anything for money and i'm not even joking so let's go on to the main event then which was the iw if you can hear scratching that's not my audio quality it's scampy who's um clawing up the bed behind me um <laughs> we've got iwgp intercontinental championship match uh chris jericho defeating king of darkness evil in 21 minutes after the walls of jericho causing evil to tap out uh i again i thought this was a really good match i was a bit worried about it going into it because i said in my preview that they've both got kind of slow brawling style which can not mesh well at times I, again i was re- referring back to evil's match with goto at new beginning which just was a clash of styles that didn't work well at all but jericho he's having a really really good 2018 you know arguably one of his best ever years as a professional wrestler which is strange considering he's only had what three five three new japan <laughs> matches yeah. and the match on the cruise yeah but uh, it was good very well laid out I think it it was good to see Evil showing intensity and urgency because sometimes he can be a bit plodding a bit soporific but uh, I I think Jericho got the best out of him here now I do think the result was a mistake I think a win could have been huge for Evil because this is uh, someone who is selling tickets he is popular particularly with this Osaka crowd and for all the good stuff that Jericho's done in you know getting wide uh, mainstream exposure and selling tickets and all that because it's undoubt, undoubted that he is doing that but you also have to ask what you're getting out of the Jericho appearances one of the aims for me has got to be to help make new stars and to me this seemed like the perfect time to elevate evil but obviously they didn't go in that direction and I don't think that the result hurts evil at all I just I mean I think he looked strong in defeat he, he kicked out of a codebreaker but it feels like a bit of a missed opportunity all the same because I think Evil with the icy title could have been really exciting and maybe him defending that against Zack at the Dome. And Jericho versus Naito was a feud that, again, I've said loads of times, for me, worked better without the title because Naito hates the icy title, so why is he suddenly challenging for it? And again, the idea of Jericho against Naito, it does nothing for me personally. I'm not interested in seeing him as the icy champion and a lot of Naito fans on Twitter as well dissatisfied with his trajectory and what he's got coming up at Wrestle Kingdom. So, I mean, first of all, what do you think of the match? And, and secondly, the Jericho Naito program. Do the Naito fans have a right to feel aggrieved? Um, I thought the match was really good. I thought I thought Jericho delivered once again um, a Terry Funk like performance. You know. In the sense of he knows his strengths, he knows his weaknesses he, um, physically, but then you add the extra element of him being a world class performer for years and knowing how to get the most out of what he can do and what evil can do. I thought that for that, very good. Um, again, outside the ring brawling, and, you know, all that. I mean, that's, that's, we know why we're doing that, right? Well, you know, we're, 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 
shaving time off, right? <laughs> right? They were shaving time off there a lot of time. And uh, well, there were some nasty bumps, though. And I, uh, uh, I can't yep. say that they were just, it wasn't filler. Plotting. I mean, there were some pretty big welts coming off yep. on the back of Chris Jericho. Yeah, no doubt. Look, I'm not, not, I'm not saying he took, he took off with that, right? I'm not saying, but, but again, there's, there's, a, there's, there's, I don't want to say that people, it's, e- I don't want to say it's easier to get hit with something and brawl outside the ring than to work a pro wrestling match, right? CZW is living proof of that. Um, but it's, you know, he, he worked his ass off, and, and, and both of them did. And I thought the match was, was, was better for those spots, right? So I'm not knocking – this is not like Fale, uh, David Boy Smith Jr. deciding to go brawl into a crowd to shave off time, right? But again – it's not like Tanahashi Okada. We know that. That's fine. Um, the one thing to consider is this. Jericho costs a pretty penny per appearance. right? So if you're going to be bringing in Chris Jericho, and I'm sure one of the reasons why he wasn't brought in more often was the price that he commands. Wrestle Kingdom is, if you're going to pay that money, and again, making stars is, is, is important and vital. I think that you get a bigger bang for your buck having Chris Jericho lose to Naito at the Dome than at to Evil in Power Struggle. Right? Um, if you're going to bring him in, you're going to bring him in to lose to Naito and drop the title on the biggest card of the year. Um, do Naito f- and LIJ f- – so people are upset that Naito's going to win the Intercontinental title? Is that why they're upset? Yeah. Why? Why, why, why is that upsetting? Because, uh, well, as I've mentioned before, I think it's the fact that the history of Naito and the Intercontinental title, you know, it's not exactly something that he is held in high regard and it doesn't fit his character. And they feel that Naito should be doing bigger and better things. Well, there's only one more step to go, right? That's the world title. So they're saying that it should be Naito in that spot? In, in, yeah, for the world I, I think they're worried that he is sliding into that Nakamura role of being he the is. IC title guy and with, with no way out. He's that guy. I said it. I've said it many times that he is that guy. He, uh, right? For whatever reason, for what, what I don't, and I don't know what that reason is. Can't tell you. I don't know. But, it, it, but once again, if he was going to win that title, that would have been last year. That was that that was his time to do it. Now, I'm not saying that was a bad business decision because, again, they're more profitable than they've ever been. I'm not saying that they're not selling tickets because of it because they absolutely are. I'm not saying they're not as popular as they are in the States because they sold out Madison Square Garden. But if you're an LIJ fan and you're a Naito fan and you're looking at this, that's that's where you are right now. Can you heat up Naito eventually to give him a, a a run at the title? Absolutely. He's not that far away. The Intercontinental title is not like it's the Never title or the U.S. title or a tag title or none at all, right? He is the number two guy in the company with that title. 
right? He's going to be asked to produce main events, draw houses, bring in people to the building. And he can do that. He absolutely he's proven to be able to do that. Right now, if he if 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 you're upset that he's pigeonholed as the Nakamura, the current day Nakamura, okay. You have you have grounds to be upset, but that's where he is right now. And that's where he's been for whatever reason, they're not making the move to him. Should they? Debatable. Right now, profits are up. Business is up. You you can't sit there and point a finger and be like, ah, you should have you should have fucking dropped it. They should have won it there because look at the gates are down and people are upset and people aren't buying. That's not the case. That's not the case, right? So while your favorite isn't the champion, he's going to be the number two guy. If you're okay with that, awesome. If you're not okay with that. The only way that you're going to change that, I hate to say it, is either be extra vocal or don't spend your money because they're because that's what changes things, right? That's what changes things. Either being extra vocal and adamant in your support and making it crystal clear that and you would think that they would have already done that, but that's beside the point. Um being extra clear and vocal about your support of making that, or don't spend your money. That's that's the only thing you can do. That's the only thing you can do if you're a Naito fan. Let me transition onto a question here, which is on this topic, because you know, thinking about how the next year is going to play out for Naito, and it's a question from Aram. And Aram, I hope you can make it to the pre-Wrestle Kingdom brunch to give me an LIJ fist bump. Uh, and she asks, will 2019 truly be the year of LIJ? It can be. Um, again, we're not burying Naito here by giving him the Intercontinental title. It's, it, you know, don't, let's, let's, he's right there. Having that title is not a step down. And and we as we well know we can heat him up very quickly and it wouldn't he's already hot it wouldn't take much to heat him up here we go with a demon saying gun to my head I would say he's headlining Tokyo Dome two thousand what twenty is it yeah that that's the one that's on uh, Friday is that right or Saturday I forget. Yeah, well, a holiday weekend, weekend regardless, right? So, uh, I would, I would, I would have that circled. They, they'll have plenty of time to heat him up. Everything will be sorted out when it comes to contract situations and all that nonsense. Saturday. Is that a Saturday? Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's that's if 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 I'm a Naito fan, I'm circling that day. Now, if it doesn't happen, then then, then you get you. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, at that point, I don't know what to tell you. But he's I done. Would, he's done. Um, at that I point, I think if you, if you don't do it, then then you know how he's what thirty six now. He's not a young man, and I don't know. It would seem that too many missed opportunities by that point. And I know a lot of fans have already given up hope and have started to you know go and watch something else. And if they do that again, and he misses the boat again at Wrestle Kingdom fourteen, then 
yeah, that would be a mistake, I think. Okay. All right. Well, you got to, if you're a Naito fan, you got to let it be known. Right? That's the best. That's the, I would say that that would be the positive way to do it, right? That would be the way, that would be a good fan way to do it, uh, is making it loud and vocal. Um, but yeah, if, if you're frustrated with that, circle the calendar. That's going to be your magic date. And, and they can easily heat him up. He wouldn't lose a thing having this intercontinental title, and and away we go. Uh, that's 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 what you gotta that's what you gotta rest your hopes on. I also want to give a shout out to Aram and her excellent thread about oh, yeah. criticism and wrestling. I'm gonna read it. It's okay to criticize wrestling. You don't become better if you only acknowledge the good. Uh, except when it's me muting people on Twitter. But yeah, you don't become better if you only acknowledge the good. Hell, if Naito had a boring match, I would literally admit he had a boring match. Uh, Telling people to stop giving criticism under the disguise of quote-unquote stopping negativity is such huge BS. Criticism does not always mean harm. Uh, Well, perfectly well said. Uh, I I couldn't, uh, there's nothing for me to add because I agree 100% and that's a smart wrestling fan right there. Um, question by Ludiman. Is evil the next Goto? Coming up short, right? Many times. Uh, no, I'm going to say no because here's the thing. Even with his goofy gimmick, evil has a lot more. There's a lot more to sink your teeth into with than Goto. Goto, as I like to call him, is a bag of fucking socks. Just uh, look. Uh, evil there's there's tremendously more upside to evil than there is to, for me anyway than Godo at this point okay uh let's dig into some questions then uh we've got one question on the discord this week so the spirit it uh says uh nicole's observation about this year's booking not being kind to naito and then further noting that the same applied to most of the roster reminded me of something I meant to ask. Has there been any other years in recent history where it felt like an awful lot of the roster was basically just in limbo? Well, again, there are only so many spots, and I, and I not everybody's going to you know have the flames under their under their pan. Sometimes they got to go on the back burner. Um, if if this year f- feels to me, if I'm going to take two thousand and what are we in eighteen? <laughs> uh, as a whole, it feels like the spotlight was on a lot of the same people: the Kennys, the Abushis, the the Codys. Um, in the summertime, in the second half of the year, it felt like Tanahashi. Um. The, you know, the beginning of the year for Okada was 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 pretty dreadful. Everybody couldn't kind of wrap their head around it. Um, it was a uh, this year was a confusing year, I think, for a lot of New Japan fans with Jericho and the Intercontinental Title, uh, the the lack of focus of 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 for Naito fans. Um, it was a weird year. You know, the, the rise of Jay White. The rise of Jay White, absolutely correct. Uh, it was. It was a. It was a. I want to go so far as to say a transition year, but it was a. It was a. A, a weird year 
<laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah, it, it seems like a year with way more moving pieces than... I mean, I haven't been following the product for as long as you, but a lot of high-profile, big-name moving pieces. Like, we've gone from the two guys who headlined at the Dome being, I, I think it's not unfair to say, in limbo yeah. towards the, the tail end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And the faces that are on top aren't necessarily new faces, right? So it's not like, uh, you know, you created a new star with Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, and, and Omega was your champion going, you know. So, uh, yeah, weird. And then people that you thought would be in a higher position, you know, like a juice. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, like where where are they? Juice. Um, Elgin. Uh, have we seen Yuji Nagata in fucking ages, right? Uh, Fale is in limbo. Uh, the year of the, for for... Just the whole Bullet Club stuff, um, and and that all kind of like didn't really feel like it had a great payoff at the end of the day, right? Um, Worth mentioning Sonata here, who oh yeah. was not on this show at all, and the first big show that he's not been a part of since was it like I don't know June twenty sixteen or something like that. It might have even been January wow. twenty sixteen. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, like it's just. Uh, you, I think you nailed it in the sense that 2018, it, a lot of moving pieces. It's kind of like that puzzle where there's like one missing and you can kind of just slide the tiles. Um, that's kind of what it feels like a little bit. A lot of repositioning um, and 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 everyone kind of looking around. Cause, because, and I hate to say it again, because there is a lot of uncertainty right now, it feels like. A lot of uncertainty with direction and contracts and business. A little bit, a little bit of uncertainty. And again, you're talking about you know Tanaha, or excuse me, uh, Okada and, and Ghetto and and JY. Just uncertainty. So hopefully we'll get a little bit more solidified come 2019. Uh, question from Ingobernables Twenty: En serio, Makite? Will Bushi, Shingo, Evil, and Sonada be in the Rumble? Mm. Bushi, Evil, Sonata. I hope not. That that is Shingo. <laughs> well, Shingo like, what do no. these guys do? Because it's really hard to find a spot for them. I think if I if I have to say now, I kind of have a feeling that Evil and Sonata are going to be in a tag title match somewhere. And They're too high on the car to be in the even... Rumble. You can't. No, no. Well, Bushi was in the Rumble last year. But I, I don't know, because if you if you do that, if you've got Evil and Sonata in the heavyweight tag title match, then you're left with Shingo and Bushi. You want something for Shingo. So, yeah, maybe you put Shingo in the, the junior title match, or maybe you put Bushi and Shingo into the, the, the junior tag title match and have another frigging multi-man on that. Or maybe you take three of them... And maybe you have Evil, Sonada and Bushi going into the never six-man schmoz again and then having Shingo going into a multi... It's just so much uncertainty. It's really, really difficult to say what those four guys are going to be doing, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, And again, we, we, we gave our hopes and prayers, but uh, they're, 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 the problem is, is that the, there's so many 
people that need to be on this show that it's it's kind of hard to to give everybody a prominent position you know the show's the show's already four or five hours long as it is um uh, you know this might be this might be one of the longer wrestle kingdoms that's for sure a uh, question from Angus. Are guys like Finley and Chase Owens going to wait until they're further up the card till they get in proper good shape? Or is this their looks regardless of position? Chaps like Champa and Gargano suddenly got abs once they went single. Coincidence? Uh, I mean, we're talking about like their their little 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 pouches that they got going on. Is that what we're talking about? Um, I think so, yeah. I mean, judging by the way that Hiromi has illustrated David Finley, he's clearly got thoughts about the, the his body shape personally i think chase owens doesn't need to change chase owens has got an amazing booty and he doesn't want to be losing that because that's part of his uh, usp yeah i don't think i don't think that has anything to do with anything to be honest with you i just think it's look the world needs ditch diggers too not everybody's going to be the top of the the, the, the food chain so um, that's where they are. We've been saying David Finley for years. We've been, this is, this is their role. That's their role until major shakeups happen. That's, 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 that's how they're going to make their money. Kato Potato has a lot of questions. Uh, they asked, uh, DDT Ishii or NJPW Ishii, who should Maki Ito face in New York? Um, when will NXT poach Andres the Giant Panda? Will Ibushi and Omega make a surprise appearance at New York? Uh, joking, it's just Ibushi. Uh, I like Keisuke Ishii. I watched the whole Peter Pan show. Um, he's in the, the Team Dream Futures, I think. Is it, uh, and I think that match, the Team Dream Futures against um, was it Hiroshima and Sakaguchi, I thought that match was really, really good. Uh, curious as to what's next for him with uh, Irie leaving the company, but uh, I've got a big pick, Big Tom here. I think he is the superior Ishii. Uh, who should Maki Ito face in New York? We would have said uh, Miyu Yamashita, but I think that's happening at January the 4th at Krakowin, so I guess that's off the table. Um, what were the other questions here? When will NXT poach Andres the Giant Panda? Well, Cassius Ono has laid down the challenge. Cassius Ono, of course, who once dressed up like a, a T-Rex to be in a match. So I think we're getting a T-Rex Cassius Ono against Andres the Giant Panda coming to an NXT takeover near you very soon. They'll probably do that WrestleMania weekend, like counter-program the, the MSG show, because, of course, everyone's going to be wanting to watch that. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on any of those questions, Damon? I don't know if any of those are up your street. <clears throat> no, you 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 handled that one smashingly. I'm good. Okay, Amar says, "Are you hyped for any matches on deck for Wrestle Kingdom? So, which ones are you most excited about?" Um, personally, I can't wait for that main event. I think it's going to be brilliant. Um, Tanahashi against Omega. That will deliver. That will deliver. Um, that I'm excited for. I, listen, I'm I'm excited for uh, Jericho and Naito. I am. I think I think that'll be really good. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping for Kushida, Shingo, Ishimori, whatever combination that winds up being. That will be good. Um, everything else we got to see, right? We got to see what. We're, again, we're speculating a lot of it, but um, we'll see. They got a they got a lot of talent and only so many uh, spots to fill, so. Uh, but no, I think the main event will be awesome. Eric says, is it really that big a deal that Kenny was on the Jericho Cruise? I get that he's the champion, but the focus of the Row 2 shows was the Super Junior Tag League. And they still have two months to build the Wrestle Kingdom match. I feel the anger intensified due to his shitty Twitter behavior. Uh, yeah, I totally agree, Eric. Um, 
personally, I didn't care if he was on that tour or not. Like, I enjoyed that tour uh, with or without having Kenny. Like, you know, what, what are you going to do? You're going to put him in some, you know, 10-man tag matches. That's not going to make or break the success of the tour for me. So, personally, I don't care that he wasn't on that tour. But, yeah, the, the Twitter shittiness, I think, is part of the problem but I've been told that I'm only allowed to have my Kenny rants uh, less than 10 minutes so uh, I, I don't really have anything new to say about Kenny this week um what about you yep my uh, like yeah, I, I will keep the outside the ring Kenny stuff to a minimum um he was on a cruise he got on a plane he showed up for a tag match um to hype um his Wrestle Kingdom, Kingdom main event this week so um Again, in the ring, Kenny. I'm a huge fan. Love to death. Outside the ring, Kenny. Eh, I could take or leave. Yeah, I think we are reaching the point where a lot of people are just they just dislike Kenny Omega, and they will use any stick to beat him with. And him not being on the Road to Power Struggle tour happens to be one of those sticks. So, but yeah, personally, I I don't have a problem with that. Uh, Oliver says, do people that stuck up for Poffo when he was signed have the right to feel most aggrieved or do I, I mean them, have to live with a shame? Yeah, I think anyone who stuck up for Poffo, you got to take a big fat L and, you know, we've talked about him before. I can't believe they didn't send him home after the first night and he's coming back for the World Tag League. You know, watching these World Tag League shows can be pretty miserable and having Lanny Poffo around to say stupid things to make me shake my head and have a laugh about it with you on the show could be... I don't know. I don't want to say a bright spot, but something to break up the monotony of seeing, I don't know, GBH against Killer Elite Squad or, or on a single cam show in the arse end of nowhere. But uh, I'm just being optimistic there. I, some of the stuff that Poffo said did make me laugh um, in a like, it, funny it was embarrassing kind of to way. me. Yeah, but it was it was a it was a laughter out of embarrassment and that's not a good laughter. Like there's laughter where you, where maybe a Chucky e. T might have a comment or, you know, even, even Kevin Kelly can have a zinger or Carino or whatever. The, that was not a good laughter. That was a holy fucking shit. I can't believe this guy is on a microphone on a new Japan show. So that's not good. So I'm going to suggest that we save that money and put it elsewhere. I, I you have plenty of people who can, who can take over that that microphone? So, um, if you were um, in on on the Pafo stuff, yep, you could take a big fat L. Wouldn't be the f- I've taken many fat L's. Um, you can do the same. So uh, to wear wear it with pride. Adrian says, "Where do you see this Okada Tanahashi bromance going? And does Ibushi join in? Um, Tanahashi no. turns. Tanahashi turns. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to let go, are you?" I mean, I thought some people were talking about Okada Tanahashi entering World Tag League, but Okada said that Yoshihashi is still his partner. So if Yoshihashi is back, then I think we're getting the Okada-Yoshihashi tag team again. But I don't know. I'm tempted to just say it was a nice moment. It was a little one-off thing for them to shake hands. Uh, I don't necessarily know if it's going to be part of a longer-term build. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I think so. I think think it is a... It is one of those things where it'll be in video packages for years to come. It, it's go, it, whether it's again, I, I I half-heartedly joke around with the heel turn, but um, whether it's that or whether it's they form an alliance or whether they're uh, whatever the case may be, that that handshake will be a a a moment that will be used now and forevermore in New Japan. Promise you that. 
They don't do those. They 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 wouldn't have Tanahashi make the save, right? And and do the handshake thing just to say, okay, that's not how this company works. Especially this. Let me take that back. That's not how this Booker works, right? It's 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 done for a reason. It was a reason. It was him. that could have been anybody making the save. That could have been, you know, who, uh, whatever. Could have been anybody. It was it was Tanahashi. So uh, again, I think it's significant where it goes. I, again, I joke around with the heel turn, but um, it will be used now and forevermore. Koss asks, out of Sonata, Evil, and Shingo, I think he goes heavyweight once Hiroma comes back, who do you want to be the biggest heavyweight star and who do you think will be the biggest heavyweight star? Uh, I would say Shingo looks like he's got the highest ceiling at the moment because from the second he debuted, he has just looked like an absolute star, as we've discussed many times before. I'm a fan of Sanada. I w- would want him to be the biggest heavyweight star. I, I like Evil. So I don't know. I like all three guys. What about you? Who do you want to be this biggest star and who do you think will be the biggest star? Who do I want to be the biggest star? Sanada. Who do I think will be the biggest star out of those three? I, 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 I'm telling you what. I really salivated with that show and Shingo exchange. To me, that seemed like a real bright future, man. Um, so, I, I, I like I like the idea of Shingo. I really do. Um, I, I any one of those is fine for me, though. But um, man, there's something about that 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 screen to me. This is the future of this company. Those two. So, we'll see. Uh, Jack asks, what makes a classic stand out from a great match for you? Uh, great question. Um, a classic, usually there has to be some type of, uh, it's not, can't say usually, but a nice build to the match is nice, right? So again, a match in the middle of uh, PWG's Best of Los Angeles being great and and, you know, is one thing, but having a build toward a climatic match, whether it be a G1 or a, uh, um, a wrestle kingdom or even a WrestleMania or SummerSlam. Right. Um, so having a build is nice, but truth be told, it really is a chemical thing. Um, uh, you know, you know, you feel five stars, right? I've, I've always said that you, that you feel that chemically within your body of, okay, this is a fucking home run match. Uh, now, what makes it a classic is rewatchability to me, right? If it's something where, like, like if somebody said, "Name the the best matches of all time," and I can easily rattle them off, that's that's classic match. If I have to think about, like, oh yeah, I remember that match? That was a fucking great match. Is that a classic still? Mm, I don't know. So rewatchability and being able to reference it to people who might ask me, "Hey, name me some great matches." To me, if I'm able to rattle them off quickly, then they're classics. For me, uh, it's got to have an inside cradle. If it's an inside cradle in yeah. there somewhere, then it automatically gets elevated to being a classic. Spanish fly? Uh, no, it's automatic one-star deduction for a Spanish fly. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Inside cradle. Okay. Well, who knew? I, I learned so much about you. <laughs> uh, Glossy Ibis says, is Japan any good or what? Uh, yes, no, it is sucks. Pr- pretty good. Sucks. It's very Fucking good. Fucking blows. No, <laughs> terrible. The best thing about Fucking, it, I hate being there. is the, the vending machines and the way I can either get a, a cold 
drink, a cold, refreshing, fruity beverage, maybe like a, a grape Fanta or uh, you know Coke Zero or something. Or if the mood takes me, if the weather is of that uh, particular uh, temperature, I could get a hot drink. I could get a little hot can of coffee or even a, a hot can of French onion soup. And that is the best thing in Japan, the drinks vending machines. And that's why Japan I will say good. this. That, that, that is an outstanding. I will say this. One, the people are the kindest, most respectful, and some of the, the best people I've ever met. Two, uh, the cleanliness of, of a major city like Tokyo, where you can go into New York and just be like, this is filthy. And you, need, you feel like you need a shower after you get out of New York. Um, Tokyo is just the opposite. You could eat off the highway. Uh, three... The food is unbelievable from something simple as the white bread on a tonkatsu sandwich to some of the most delicious sushi and ramen, uh, flavorful and delicious and the best hamburger. The, I mean, the best anything I've ever had was always in Tokyo. Um, and then five, just some of the best memories that you'll ever have. Um, it's 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 so vast and wide and they appreciate their history and they appreciate the, their modernism and it's like no place on earth and it's my favorite place on earth and um trust me i i the more i think about it the more i'm like oh like i have to start muting people soon <laughs> because i don't want to see people like oh, like texting i don't want to see pictures i don't want to talk about japan because it's just going to make me angry that i'm not there but uh, if you have the opportunity, I will say this. And Even I, me, I this am before. I not allowed to send you pictures and stuff of things? No, I want you to send me pictures. Of course, I want you to send me pictures. But uh, trust me, that whole week it's going to be, ooh, it's going to be a rough week. Um, there is, I, and I've said it before. There is life before Japan, and then there is life after Japan. So, if you're on the fence on going, whatever time of year it is, just go. You owe it to yourself. It's a wonderful time. Wherever you go, whether it's Tokyo, whether it's Osaka, whether it's wherever you wind up going, I guarantee you it'll be you. Here's what I'll guarantee: I'll guarantee the minute you you you're at Narita or Hanada uh, and you're ready to go home, you'll be thinking, "Okay, how can I get back here? And when's the next time I can get back?" I guarantee you that. Here, here. Uh, I've got quite a few other questions from last week, but I'm going to save them because I think in next weekend show there probably won't be that much to discuss. Uh, other thing I did want to plug is, uh, of course, I've mentioned it several times before, my eggshells episode, which will be out next week. Um, I think I'm the only Englishman to get the call, apart from Matt Charlton, who doesn't count because he's Chris's brother. So do you think it's fair to call me the the second biggest authority on New Japan in England? Yeah. I've got a gimmick uh, that somehow. I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a proper description, right? I think, th- I think that's your new handle. I like that a lot. That's good. Yeah, so you, uh, you're you up first, and then I'm up uh, later on, I guess. Like, all right, all right, listen. Correct. I think we yeah, both did an I'm really excited to hear yours. Well, you haven't heard I mine think... yet. I'm, I'm a bit nervous about mine, but... Uh, you were we'll saying. You were saying. I, look, you do great here. I'm sure you did great there. Uh, I know you're, you're, you're worried about it, but it's, I think it'll be awesome. Here's all I want. I just can't wait to see somebody touring my show. <laughs> That's all I can't wait for. Uh, <clears throat> stupid but yes we're excited to be on eggshells that's coming right around the corner can't wait all right uh anything else you want to say damon before i do the usual plugs and we get out of here 
Well, the only other thing I would say is, again, award season is coming soon, so we'll have information about that shortly. Buy a T-shirt. Uh, sales have slowed down a little bit. I'm a little disappointed with that. So, uh, again, uh, you supporting us uh, is always appreciated. So, please, it, it, holiday season's right around the corner. Uh, now is the time to get your Super JCast T-shirts with awesome designs by our friendly artists and uh, help support us so that we can help support other artists, right? Um, buy a t-shirt for the holiday season. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com slash SuperJCast. Yeah, uh, please join our Discord for lots of fun chatting. We've got loads of channels. We've got channels about cats. We've got channels about crisps, uh, channels about beer. So and anything you like, we've got a channel for it where you can come and chat to all the cool people there. Um, big thank you to editor Dan and his YouTube channel 219 Films and his new uh, vodcast, which is now in podcast form, and I'll certainly be listening to that. Uh, you can it's search good. for that a a vodcast vodcast. Yeah, yeah you, you watched, gave it a listen, did you, Damon? Yep, I, I watched uh, what did I watched uh, uh, his friends' adventures in Amsterdam. And then uh, how he spent a lot of money on uh, sweet treats is actually a funny story. So, uh, look, again, I, it's Editor Dan. He's a friend of the show. He's a, a vital part of the show. Um, so help support him. And, uh, again, I wouldn't say if it wasn't good. This is good. It's good. It's good. It's actually really funny stuff. So give it a listen and give it a watch. Yeah, we'll have to get Dan on the show sometime so people can finally hear his voice. Uh, so please also subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for all the excellent stuff. There's a really good music of the mat that was out last week about spooky Halloween theme tunes with Andrew Rich and Garrett Kidney. So that's always worth a listen. And yeah, I guess also you want to be checking out Post Wrestling as well to hear that Eggshells episode for next Friday and the week after that. Give us a five snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super J Cast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.